anyone want to get out? Guys don't talk to guys about guy problems. Gary Hoffman. They just punch each other on the shoulders. Shannon Farron. Oh, that woman's about as subtle as a rhinoceros horn up the backside. Gary and Shannon. Oh, Lord, I'm here and I'm listening. KFI AM 640, the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in day after Christmas 2019, or as half of my family says, Boxing Day. Uh, this is the day traditionally in the Commonwealth where you punch each other in the face and uh, and box. No, it's not really. For, for my uh, family, for the McLeods of British Columbia, what, what, what we did was we took the thing that we liked the least and we gave it to the cousin who was the uh, biggest douchebag? And so that that my my cousin Marshall usually got whatever I didn't like. Like like I didn't understand Stretch Armstrong. I didn't get it, and I didn't like it. And I didn't want it. Didn't ask for it. And give it to Marshall. Um, well, uh, you're lucky to have me in here today because a uh, I I'm awesome, and b it was snowing up where I am, and uh, there's a, a dead trucker. Uh, up at Lebec, uh, so possibly a casualty to a weather-related cause. Uh, let's bring on board Tom Fisher, uh, meteorologist, with, and I can't see the text on there. Tom, are you there? Tom, how you doing? Someone bring him on. I can't. I don't do this phone. Watch what happens when I do it, or don't. Tom, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I can hear you just fine. See, that's so you know I didn't mess with the phone. The engineer did because <laughs> you're on the air. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, my text here cuts off Tom Fisher, meteorologist with W-I-T. I assume it says with something. So funny itself. <laughs> with the, yeah. yeah, with the National Weather Service Office, Los Angeles. Um, yeah, so I got that winter advisory text or alert yesterday. So uh, fill us in. Yeah, right now we do have a, a winter storm warning, actually, in effect, Uh for the Antelope Valley, that's probably the most uh, notable thing. Of course, we'll have it in effect for the mountains, as we would expect. Uh, however, that's the more unique uh, thing with this. So that's in effect through this evening, and we're looking for additional snow accumulations of three to six inches uh, with the higher l- numbers in the foothills and a little less on the valley floor, but putting up with those pesky, gusty winds up to 35 miles an hour. <laughs> Um, and so my understanding is that it, while it was hard enough getting here, getting home is where by home I mean I I live just at the Kern County LA County line. Right, is it's going to get worse during the day. No, uh, if anything, it's going to stay pretty consistent for the rest of the day. Again, with the winter storm warning in effect, we're. We have a, a very cold low uh, that's starting to move uh, with its center on shore uh, near San Diego County. However, there's a wraparound moisture plume with this that just keeps flowing into the uh, high desert areas and through the uh, San Bernardino Riverside, L.A., Ventura County Mountains, and it'll persist for the rest of the day. What's the best free app, in your opinion, weather-wise? Uh, I, I can't uh, speak to that. Um, I we referred our website, but I don't uh, actually make recommendations about commercial I think, <laughs> weather you know, sites. I think everyone's ripping off your data anyway. They're repurposing it. Um, I I I use one called uh, Radar Now! Exclamation point, and all it gives oh, okay. it just repeats your data. That's the, and I found going to your website is is the 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 the, uh, the absolute best way. So more. Uh, by the way, for LA, for the LA Basin, 
Are we dealing with rain today at all? Yes, most of, the bulk of the rain is done um, in L.A. County right now. Um, we've had some areas of inch and a half, other areas three inches, maybe even a little over that. Uh, however, we're still expecting the chance of showers for the rest of the day. The snow will remain in the uh, mountains uh, above, let's say, 3,500 feet. But down um, in the valley, uh, as the uh, sun comes out and so on, we may get a little, a few show- see a few showers developing uh, throughout the day. That should end tonight. And then we're expecting a northerly wind to start that will last through tomorrow, and that will uh, start to clear things out. All right. Very good. Uh, Tony Fisher, National Weather Service, uh, thanks for talking to us. Uh, thank you. All right. Have a, have a good holidays. Uh, we'll now transition to uh, producer Nick. You know that list that we make and we add names to the list? Just go ahead and uh, put that on there. Um, so uh, continuing the excitement of weather talk, uh, we we were debating this, and I, I'm going to commit. I'm going to say this. I think you should. Yeah. So I'm here because a county worker on New Year's Eve drove his snowplow home. Problem is, I don't live in the county he lives in, and he doesn't. He works in a county, but he lives in a different county. He lives in he lives in the county that I live in, which is Los and which is Los Angelino County. I think as Eric Garcetti would say, which is L.A. County. And L.A. County defecated the bed as far as the Antelope Valley goes, from <laughs> I five to uh, the epicenter of the world's high tech industry, Lockheed Skunk Works. But just because of the happy circumstance, a happy coincidence that someone who works at a unnamed county immediately to our north that's bigger than New England, Kern County, um, brought his snowplow home, and he's a KFI. He knew that if I didn't make it there, there would you'd have to be subjected to a best of Gary and Shannon. And uh, we all... Subjected to. Subjected <laughs> to. And in, 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 uh, you'd be uh, sentenced to. And so uh, he... he, uh, he, he he stood up, and, and uh, I, I thank that county for that guy being there. And uh, oftentimes, Kern County comes to L.A. County's rescue on the grapevine in general. But uh, this guy went above and beyond. And uh, and by the way, speaking of that, Monica, yeah, this is just – you know how sometimes when food arrives in your department there, yes. it stays there and they don't tell anyone? Mm-hmm. Can you keep a secret? I will. Here's the secret. Okay. Um, as you know, Gary's wife, the lovely Shannon, makes phenomenal – cookies yeah i got a box this year oh well i can't eat them why because of the diet i'm on oh are you keto still Uh, yeah and so i juan and i sampled the chocolate clusters but they're in uh the the secret room i'm pointing to right there Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so they're there if uh so you you keep yours at home don't tell anyone you have them but for tony nick you and me yeah and then layla muhammad they're right in there yeah Layla's going to be taking over soon. Yeah. It's as if they just came out of the oven. Oh wow! They're they're phenomenal. So anyway, they're they're in there, and they they accompany uh, coffee like nobody's business. Uh, just crazy. So good. All right, when we come back, yeah, um, my uh, big rig driver found dead there at Lebec, uh, at uh, Fraser Mountain Road, and uh, Gavin Newsom has responded to Donald Trump's um, uh, anti-California tweets, as some would say. Uh, so we'll get to that. We'll we'll get you up to speed on the uh, on on the machinations between the governor governor of California 
and the president of the United States. Of course, we're all uh, on bated breath on the edge of our seats waiting for the walk-ons Independence Bowl. That doesn't start till 1 p.m., but we'll give, give you those updates as the, they warrant. Um, that and more. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in KFI M640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Monica Ricks with the news. KFI AM 640, Gary and Shannon show live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. And I'm, uh, I've, I've learned, I've learned my lesson over, uh, over the decades uh, down here in California that you, you don't snow shame um, in Southern California. While, uh, it, and the reason being, it is so rare. So everyone is excused if you don't know how to drive in the snow. And also it affects such a tiny percentage of L.A. County. In, uh, you know, in the aggregate. And I delivered snow to Burbank today. There's still there's snow melting on, on my truck down here at the KFI parking lot. The the uh, what are we called? The pinnacle, the building. Anyway, yeah, the pinnacle. And um, so the deal is up in northern California, especially where I when I lived in Reno, I found out that there I've never seen anyone driving snow better than people around Lake Tahoe because it just at the drop of a hat, it'll start snowing. It'll dump two feet. And then it won't snow for two days or, or whatever. And so I don't do that because I, I had a lesson in my fraternity in college in eastern Washington at the Washington State University. We had just a, every year there was this huge amount of snow. One year we had snow on the ground for 220 days and we had heated sidewalks. But the great secret about Seattle, about western Washington, is that anyone who's from Seattle, if they ever roll their eyes at you about weather, rain, snow, Throw it right back at them because Seattle Seattleites are some of the biggest weather wussies on earth. They all drive Range Rovers, and then they don't know how to drive them when it snows. Seattle is is, is gridlocked when there's snow. It cost a mayor his reelection because he couldn't plow the snow because people in Seattle can't drive in the snow. And I learned that in my fraternity on the other side of the state in eastern Washington because we didn't like we didn't like the cold, didn't like the snow. And there was a guy in my fraternity from North Battleford, Saskatchewan. And whenever it snowed and we went, oh, I'm call- I'm not I'm blowing off class today. Let's drink because we're in college and we're 19 and all that. He would wear shorts and a T-shirt. And he would say, is it snowing? I didn't notice. And he would wear Sorel boots, those fur boots and with a rubber bottom. And he'd go to class in shorts and a T-shirt just to make a point to the Americans, to the Washingtonians that, oh, this, this is not snow. Not until you go to North Battleford, Saskatchewan, you don't know what snow is. This ain't snow. And then joke was on him because he played in the NFL in New Orleans for eight years. But uh, anyway, uh, our governor, and, you know, I'm not an expert at this. We might run this by John Thomas. I would say best to shut up. But President Trump five hours ago tweeted about Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he tweeted, quote, Nancy Pelosi's district in California has rapidly become one of the worst anywhere, totally the worst, in the U.S. When it, when it come to the homeless and crime, it has gotten so bad so fast she has lost total control. And along with her equally incompetent governor, Gavin Newsom, it's a very sad sight, exclamation point. Nothing invalid about what he said. He's accurate except for one thing. It hasn't gotten this bad this fast. This has been a slow motion. Everyone can see it train wreck from San Francisco to Los Angeles. Um, It's people uh, who have been calling it out 
who uh, were ignored that should be really outraged by this. But anyway, that's an accurate tweet. And if I were the current occupant of the governor's house in Sacramento, though he doesn't live there, uh, I would just let it go. And um, I don't know, maybe bait him or say, well, thanks for your help or whatever. Instead, uh, an hour ago, Gavin has to reply because you need to see that he replied. If you are one of his far left cohorts, you need to see that he's fighting back air fingers by by responding to a tweet. So he said, quote, uh, Gavin Newsom tweeted back to Trump, quote, I imagine Trump's Christmas to be like that scene when the Grinch yells, I'm an idiot. And as Echo yells back, you're an idiot. Close quote. So if that's, uh, you know, here's here's my guideline on this one. If you cannot hit a stand-up triple, then just don't do it. So this is not a home run. Gavin did not hit a stand-up triple. It's just par for the course, in all honesty, for Gavin. Problem is, he's not addressing Trump's point here. Yes, Gavin Newsom, you think Trump's an idiot. The water is wet, you know, and the whole thing. What everything Trump said here is absolutely accurate. San Francisco is a crap hole. I mean, a literal crap hole. It's a hole, and there's a bunch of crap in it. Especially after a rain. Never mind our beaches. We'll we'll talk to uh, Andrew Mullenbeck a little later on. As we all know, when there's when it rains, you stay off the beaches for a couple of days. Um, in San Francisco, the bay um, accumulates this crap, and I mean, it really is a dump. Now, what does Nancy Pelosi have to do with her district, uh, the administration of her district, besides funneling money there? Nothing. She cannot go into the mayor of San Francisco's office and say. Hi, Nancy Pelosi here. You better uh, stop BART escalators from getting jammed up with feces. She can't. However, um, uh, he does get to, you know, hang this particular albatross around Nancy Pelosi's neck because she represents that district and it's gone to hell. And that goes for, by the way, um, Ted Lieu. You can go ahead and wear this uh, as well. Um, any any congressperson who has any piece of L.A. from from the Valley South. And and by the way, that goes for any congressperson, Republican or Democrat in Orange County. You're going to get hung uh, with uh, this is going to hang you. And, but, well, the albatross is going to hang. But the metaphor is going to hang around the thing. And because we are not tackling the homeless problem, we're inviting it. We're making more of it. And this is the part where I diverge with every elected official and appointed official in L.A. County, L.A. City, San Francisco, and the West Coast. <clears throat> and it's really this simple. It goes, goes back to the 90s. It goes back to welfare uh, for work. And, and as a reminder, Bill Clinton had to be drug-kicking and screaming to sign that law, which turned out to be one of, one of the greatest movements forward in, in getting progress in poverty than we've seen in 50 years. But he vetoed it twice. It had to be overridden for him to sign welfare to work. It got more people off the welfare rolls than any other thing in years. The only state that didn't implement it, you're living in it. That's why one-third of welfare recipients in America live in California. Because we didn't get on board that bus because that would be anti-Californian. Wouldn't it, be? it would be anti-democratic. And so that's why we've never gone on. So you're wondering why we're a homeless magnet? It's because we pay you to be homeless. Yeah. 
We pay you to be homeless. When you go to Yosemite, it says don't feed the bears. You know why? Because you'll make more bears. There will be more bears if you feed the bears. Apparently, no one who runs L.A. County Homeless Administration, whatever the hell they call it, CASA and whatever, or the mayor has ever been to Yosemite, they don't correlate that if you pay for a thing, you get more of that thing. I, I paid attention on day one of Econ 101 in college. If Okay, thing one, if you pay for a thing, you get more of that thing. And that's what's happening in L.A. and San Francisco because you're eliminating the downside of being homeless. And, uh, okay, granted, maybe 1% of homeless are that anecdote that Garcetti tells all the time about the investment banker who missed a paycheck or whatever. Sorry, the majority of them want to be homeless or don't care. And you're scholarshipping them. You're giving them a free ride to Wilshire Boulevard Tech or or La Cienega A&M. You're paying them to be there. And you're shocked that the problem's growing? And then you're shocked that people without a home and with absolutely no, no disincentive to engage in all kinds of aberrant social behavior, that when they do it, you're shocked? You're shocked they poop in the street? Or that, that tweet from two days ago, that couple at 10 a.m. just honking it at 10 a.m.? Did you, Monica, do you follow me on, on the Twitter at Dark Secret Place? Of course. Two days ago, there was someone from, it was L.A. Street People, right, Nick, Out at L.A. Street People? There was video of a couple, 10 a.m., just going at it on a sidewalk, not even up an alley. Well, maybe you know, but but uh, but uh, a sidewalk, and people are shocked they do that. Of course, why not do that? And so, anyway, more of this uh, in just a second, and, uh, and we'll wait for Trump to respond to Gavin because we that we know. Uh, but the sun comes up, Trump responds to uh, to uh, Gavin Newsom. It is the Gary and Shannon Show, KFI M six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Monica Ricks with the news. AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. And now I, I think I speak for uh, the day after Christmas shift here to the person who walked away with all of Shannon Hoffman's cookies. We're not naming names. If you're not too far away because you were done at 10 a.m., you may turn around and bring them back and I won't say your name. I will say who you're not. You're not Wayne. You're not Juwan. But if you're not either of those two, we saw you take the cookies that I just pimped on the air. So uh, turn around. You can have grab a couple. They're phenomenal. They need to come back. Let's just be honest here. Uh, all right. So um, some headlines. Actually, the, the big story around here in the KFI listening area is uh, if, if you visited the Southland for uh, to check the box with your relatives and you're trying to get back north, uh, I-5 is closed and has been so for 11 hours. And if you're thinking, oh, well, not a problem, I'll uh, I'll do an okie doke up the 14 and uh, go through Tehachapi. No, that's closed, too. 58 is closed as well. If you find yourself stuck in Palmdale. And I didn't see 
Uh, Producer Nick, why is hashtag Palmdale trending on the tweeter? The snow. Really? Yeah, I would assume. I guess so. You're probably right. I see hashtag grapevine. Um, But if you do find yourself um, stuck there in Palmdale, uh, please enjoy Bravery Brewing. It's a uh, fine, fine place. I'm sure they will uh, open early for you. And it's uh, terrific stuff. And uh, I say that because they hosted us, my daughter and I, at their house for Christmas dinner last night. And it was it was phenomenal. And uh, uh, so this for me this year, I, I've, I've made a gigantic change in the way I eat. And it had an almost immediate effect. I, I In June, I topped out at 255. And I uh, looked in the mirror and I said to myself uh, out loud, Hey, Neil, what's going to be on Fork Report this Saturday? And I'm kidding about that, by the way. It's, uh, but, but, um, uh, and so I, I, I did this one change, and I, and I actually did consult with a doctor. And the, the doctor said, don't lose too much weight too quickly. But I'm interested in monitoring, you know, what you do. And, and I, I went south of 230 pounds by September and, uh, and then I, because my daughter and I were swimming at the same time, so I was building muscle. So it kind of plateaued or it went into a, it went from a, a steep downward curve to a lower slope. And, uh, and, uh, the, the primary change is that I only eat once a day. And oh, what, are what, you doing intermittent <clears throat> fasting? Yeah. And you know, the thing, the hard part is that, uh, th- that first week or two, takes discipline. Mm-hmm. But once it does, your stomach literally shrinks. And so what's full, you know, a month before is way different a month later. Sure. Full is a two-egg omelet with with bacon, you know, and all that. Uh, here's Dr. Sanjay Gupta on CNN with this end-of-the-year revelation. Oh, whoops. I'm, that's me. That is totally <laughs> me. He, he did not do a Windows error sound um, on his broadcast. All right, here we go. Here is a Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Hit it. Intermittent fasting is sort of the, the big buzz term nowadays. It basically means that there is going to be times of the day or the week where you're not eating at all. I think there's uh, good evidence that this could promote weight loss and possibly even overall health. This is clearly not something for everyone. I think, you know, when it comes to big changes in your diet, no matter what, you should be talking to somebody who knows, if it's a nutritionist or maybe even your own doctor. One of the things you hear a lot from people who do intermittently fast is that if they're eating the right kinds of foods, they're actually not all that hungry. Intermittent fasting requires uh, a lot of willpower. By the way, ding, 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 ding. Uh, he's, he's, got, he's got a great point that if you are eating the right kind of food, well, let's, let's see. Intermittent fasting requires uh, a lot of willpower. If you don't feel like you have the willpower and you know yourself best, it's probably best just to really find out what are the calories you're eating in a day, how to make sure they are good quality calories, and stick to that sensible diet. And that'll help you live to 100. Yeah, they have a new feature called Live to 100 and all that. And I, I know since... The most annoying thing ever is a former Playmate of the Year um, uh, who's not a scientist telling everyone to not vaccinate their kids. A- anecdotes are not evidence. And, and whenever she was asked, well, what's your evidence that vaccines are bad? She would say, this is my evidence. And she would point with her amazingly hot hand um, at her son who had autism. I'm, and she will go unnamed. So I don't because I've had people ask me, well, boy, you look better in the pictures. You look good in the pictures and all that. You know, what's your deal? And I did, I have talked about it on the air, but this I know. What works for me may not work for someone else, but it, but my body and my DNA 
um, has responded to it really, really well. And, and it, uh, you know, I can't speak for someone with Asian DNA or Mesoamerican, South American DNA, but I know that from, from wherever, uh, what, what, what I'm eating is tailored to where I'm from 10,000 years ago and 5,000. And no one ever talks about this, that my, my body's not North American. We, the way we're eating now really came into being in the last hundred years. We were eating far better 100 years ago. Now, uh, as far as sanitation goes and rats standing on the pile of uh, meat that's going to become the bratwurst, I can't speak to that. However, um, <clears throat> we used to eat food that was food. And, uh, and so n- not only kind of sticking to that and, and, and uh, recognizing that there's nothing wrong with fat, but there's something wrong with carbohydrates, unless they're raw carbohydrates, unless it's from a actual piece of vegetation. Um, but a man-made carbohydrate, I don't put, I haven't put those in my body in, in years. I haven't eaten sugar consciously in years. But so the the protein-based diet that I've done in the past, I, I left out one thing that has been the big difference for me. So I'm doing the keto diet, which is eggs and bacon and salad later on. But I'm, um, but I'm cutting out the later on. So I have a eating window, like, like Sanjay Gupta was just saying, that there's people that do an 18-hour fast. Well, I do a 23-hour fast, though. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's what it is. So I have an eating window, and in that window, I don't suddenly eat Twinkies and stuff. I, I eat within my protein, meat, cheese uh, diet in that window. And what he's talking about here at the end about the discipline. Intermittent fasting requires uh, a lot of willpower. That's the issue. Uh, It's easy to sign up for a gym and have them auto debit your credit card and then not go and say, well, I belong to a gym. Um, But this is the the discipline. What I would say about this is that first week uh, is really hard. And I came to work here one one day lightheaded. I hadn't opened up the the eating window. I was actually lightheaded. And I had to stagger over to Whole Foods and go through their buffet. And uh, that was really, really hard. And then it suddenly, my stomach just was smaller. And, and the, what felt full was way, way different. And uh, so that was, that was a big deal. And I'm, I'm uh, really, really happy about it. And as usual, when you burn off all the carbohydrates, your, your mood improves and, and you have more energy. And that kind of feeds itself. If you have more energy, you walk more, you do stuff. And my daughter and I have this ritual at our house where we have kettlebells and we have uh, – there's a thing called a Bulgarian bag. And it's basically a duffel bag with about 40 pounds of, uh, of weight inside, sand, and it has handles all over. And so you can grip it a bunch of different ways and you can throw it to each other. You can lift it over your head and all that. And we go, when we go in and out of the door, we grab something and we do 20 reps with it or whatever. And it's just kind of a fun way to, in a, in a kind of a no brainer way to, to build muscle without like the ritual of dressing and going to a gym and having to deal with a holes. Cause there, I think there's, uh, there, there's nothing worse than a gym in Los Angeles. I mean, I would road trip to Lander, Wyoming. To some stinky high school gym before you come to a gym in L.A. Because the the purpose of it, which is to improve yourself, you're distracted by the fact that everyone there looks better than you. You know, in fact, I want to start. This is a million dollar idea. You know, there's that clown at the roller coaster. You must be this high uh, or taller. To, <laughs> I, I want to have like a, a naked picture of me. You must look worse than this to get in here. Oh, man. 
you know what? I just gave away a – don't you think it's a million-dollar idea that there would be an appearance – it would be like a doorman. Isn't that like uh, Planet Fitness? They say uh, no grunting allowed. We'll kick you out if you. And, and by the way, I actually do belong to them because it's cheaper than buying a treadmill. I do belong to them. Uh, I stopped going because one day I realized, oh, wait, I live on 11 acres. So I have zero excuse to ever be on a treadmill. So they're getting my free money. But it's only nine ninety nine, so or whatever it is. All right, we'll take a break and uh, be back right after this. The uh, Was that the worst gift from North Korea ever? Or is North Korea saying, oh, geez, it's still in Amazon. Amazon is still delivering it. We don't know. I don't know. We'll try to figure out why North Korea fizzled instead of coming to the party for Christmas Day. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in. KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Monica Ricks with KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in uh, for uh, this week and next week. Oh, uh, hey, great news, everyone. Uh, Tony, Nick, Monica. Um, Crop Top did respond to me uh, about the cookies that you walked away from <laughs> with all of them. The Crop delicious, Top. <laughs> the delicious Shannon Hoffman <clears throat> uh, cookies. The box of treasure. And also that, and you and you got one. Did you open it already? I did. And yeah, you saw yeah. how they're they're beautifully. I mean, she actually they are. She arranged all the different cookies yeah. in rows. Um, and so I, cause I can't eat them. I brought them in for everyone else and crop top just walked away with them. <laughs> and, but great news. She says, I thought no one wanted them. And then she did do a sad yeah, emoji. Right. So that, that's as good as those cookies. That's fine. You, that you makes write back good. to her and you tell her that's BS. Yeah. But no, uh, wait, did you see the sad emoji? Oh yeah. So mm. she included she that. So I assume she's uh, hung a U-turn and she's on her way back. So don't, <laughs> don't worry. They're, they're, they're uh, on the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gavin Newsom did yesterday, well, actually his wife, not, not he retweeted his, his own wife, uh, probably without her permission, but she said, wishing you all love, peace, enjoy this holiday season. Merry Christmas from the Newsoms. And she's first partner, but it's a picture of the governor uh, hand in hand with his, uh, lo- he does have a beautiful family. I I know not to go at a man's family. He, he's, um, his wife has a magical power because the really good looking kids are, are created uh, with her. And so it's a picture from behind of the kids on a trail, and he's holding hands. He's wearing shorts. I don't know what the weather's like in Sacramento, but he's wearing shorts. And uh, anyway, lovely family pictures. Uh, I'd say pro tip, call the sheriff, governor, because somebody stole your calves. Am I right? Um, so anyway. Um, early this morning, <clears throat> I-5 is still closed. Two major routes to Southern California remain closed Thursday morning. The California Highway Patrol said a driver was found dead at 8.30 this morning inside his big rig near Lebec along the I-5 up by, um, well, by Lebec. Uh, a tow truck driver responded to a big rig stopped on the southbound 5 freeway just north of Fraser Mountain Park Road at 8.25 a.m. Found the driver unresponsive, according to the CHP. Kern County Fire Department responded minutes later and pronounced the driver a man. And as and dead as well. That's how it's written, <clears throat> uh, by the way. Pr- pronounce the driver, comma, a man, comma, dead at the scene before 9 a.m. Officials called for the coroner's office to respond to the scene. It was not immediately clear as to whether the driver's death was weather-related. 
Further information on the driver's death was immediately <clears throat> available. Uh, Monica Ricks, do you know um, the origin of and, and you? So you've never actually gone over the grapevine. Uh, I don't think so. The, uh, I'm so new to the area. I, I'm still kind of learning my way around. Well, here's okay. Here's what I learned last week. Lebec is named after a dude, huh? Um, who who was killed by her state flag in 1837. Um, he was at by a grizzly bear, and they're at that location. That's why it's called Lebec. The guy's name was Pierre Lebec, don't you know, eh? What a, uh, what a way to go. I know. That's a man's death Oof. there. Um, a man's death? That's a man's death. <laughs> he he was at by a grizzly bear. Because back then, in 1837, I mean, Southern California was overrun with grizzly bears. It was, The Spaniards talked about that. Is that why they're on the flag? Well, yeah, that was a deal we made with them. Okay. <laughs> well, can we kill you all if we put you on the flag? Right. We'll memorialize you. So so he actually, there, there's a there's a place up at Fort Tejon. It's a really cool park called Fort Tejon State Park. And uh, when you go through the the uh, exhibit, the, the there's a diorama of a Frenchman being killed by a grizzly bear. <laughs> so if you're stuck on I-5 and you, ha- you have oh, access yeah. to that exit... Pro tip, pay the six bucks for parking, go inside. <laughs> there's a diorama of a Frenchman wearing all leathers, and he's got a little knife in his hand, and there's a grizzly bear approximately his height, and they're literally like in hand-to-hand combat. I'll tweet out the picture. And so <clears throat> he's buried there, and they Pierre Lebec, and so they named it Lebec. And, uh, but the legend is there's a, he carved his death into, into an oak tree. Before, he, before or after he got mauled to death? Oh, well before he was anticipated. No, it was apparent. They don't, they, after he was, uh, because it says Pierre Lebec uh, killed by bear, 1837. So he predicted his death? Well, no, it was, he was dying. He was bleeding out, I guess. I may have this way wrong. All I know is it's carved into an oak tree up there. Kern County had it on display there. Now it's in Bakersfield at the Kern County Museum of Natural History, but the, the, it's carved. P. Uh, P. Lebec killed X Bear, eighteen thirty-seven, and they he got the place named after him, but he's dead. So that's a I five fun fact for all of you stuck in Santa Clarita uh, and or Grapevine, hoping to get over the, uh, the the Grapevine, but it's still closed and it remains closed. But uh, still, uh, like I say, fun little park to go to. Nine one one for the eighteen hundreds. Just carve it into a tree. I know eighteen thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, I want the authorities to get here and bring a doctor, don't you know, because I've been mauled by dub bear. So uh, anyway, that's um, that's a little fun fact. If you're sitting there wondering why why uh, you can't get access to a liquor store and nothing is happening in I-5, um, at least you know in Lebec it was named after a guy who did some some phenomenal ass. So don't you think that'd be – killed by a bear is slightly better than killed by a mountain lion? Uh I'm going to I'm going to go with neither. I I'm, I'm I mean you you're going to go. Okay. Lost at sea, you, at least you save on a funeral. You know, and there's a mystery. Maybe you're on an island somewhere. Uh, and that's why I don't think oh, it man. it has the closure. But killed by a grizzly or killed by a mountain lion? I would think it'd be faster by the grizzly. You know what? I think the mountain lion just one swipe and yeah. yeah oh, you know, one, of the, one of the deals about grizzly bears is that uh, it's like, off, would you rather? Oftentimes oh they, you know, they usually cache their their kills, and their kills are usually immobilized but still alive. And they'll dig a little trench and put them in there and bury them and come back in four days. Oh. That's oh. a lot of so bear mollings in Montana and Alaska re- re- report that that if you go limp, the attack stops. 
Yeah, so I'd rather be attacked by a bear. And then they, they might d- dig a trench and, and put you in there and then walk away for a couple of days. Uh, you know, it would take a – talk about intermittent dieting. How about the discipline it takes to stop moving when the state flag has got you in its mouth? No kidding. So, But anyway, that's the pro tip. That's a little survival tip for all of you stuck on I-5 there. If the, bear, if the state flag is attacking you, just go limp and tell the kids to stop screaming. <laughs> Dad, Daddy's oh, going to go limp. Oh, no. He'll be good. Don't <laughs> worry. Uh, wow, we're like KFI. But that was a great, that was a very valuable tip I gave everyone. KFI M640. Gary and Shannon Show live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. Um, and as we close out 2019, uh, we are being overrun by Russian boar in the state of California. Anyway, it's a uh, interesting story. Uh, not down here in Southern California. It's a big problem up in Northern California. If the utilities are not trying to kill you, then wild pigs are overrunning the state of California. Um I-5 is still closed. That is uh, one thing that we're tracking, and we'll continue tracking it. And when last I checked, uh, so the, the workaround normally is to uh, go up 14 through Antelope Valley through to Hatchapi to get back on 99 and then I-5. But the deal there is that the 58 uh, freeway um, from uh, Mojave to Hatchapi is closed as well. So you know what, Los Angeles, let's just gather around and have some hot chocolate. But I think I don't know how many people. I think it's, that's a very common thing for you go north or your relatives come down to L.A. for Christmas and then you head back the next day. So that's why. Wait, so Monica, you were saying air travel wise today is the busiest day. Yeah, two point nine million people traveling by air and another two point something on the roads. I would see having been told that I would change my flight. Or if I knew that, uh, I wouldn't book on the day after Christmas. You're just asking for it. Maybe. I mean, if it's a direct flight and you give yourself enough <clears> time, <throat> it should be okay. Uh, yeah. If, if if you're a good planner. And all, yeah. still, though, you're, you're, you're leaving an airport crowded with dumbasses and you're flying to an airport True. filled with dumbasses. And I've got to say, a lot of airports that are, that are very busy today, Boston, New York, uh, a lot of the colder weather states, I mean... It's really kind of a crapshoot because you don't know if it, the snow's going to hold you up or yeah. cancel your flight. And it's just, you know, it's all luck. And by the way, um, if you thought you were being all clever and taking the 101 to get back to NorCal, joke's on you because it is gridlock through Oxnard. Uh, other people have ways and Google Maps as well, you know. You're not the only person with that app. <laughs> but um, because the 58 is closed and then I-5 is closed. It will automatically route you. Let's see. Let's let's say I want to go to Nancy Pelosi's district just to poop on the street. Uh, what happens? Come on, drop a pin. I'm sorry, drop a da da da. And let's see what it says. So here's my directions to. Oh yeah, it routes me up 101. Well, and because everybody uh, wants to um, be smarter than you and go up 101, uh, it is uh, there's heavy traffic between uh, the 405. And Topanga Canyon, and then you think you're out of it because you're through Thousand Oaks. Oh, look, there's more through Thousand Oaks. And then by the time you get to Oxnard, it's just, it goes from red to black, which means you should kill yourself. That's what that means. 
So it's um, it, it's uh, it's not working for you. Just pull over. Pull over at the outlet malls in Camarillo or uh, at Bravery Brewing in uh, Lancaster, and you'll you'll enjoy yourself. Um, but just don't drive. Um, so North Korea, as you recall, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, um, a official from the Korean Workers' Party People's Defense Committee, or as we say, Department of Defense, said that the United States was, was going to get a Christmas present if sanctions were not lifted and demands that they denuclearize were not uh, lifted by close of business 2019. And because he said the phrase Christmas present, our assumption was, because North Koreans know exactly when Christmas is, because South Korea is a very heavily Christian country, that on or about December 25th, their time or our time, something was going to happen, perhaps a high-profile test launch of a new ICBM and all that. And so uh, the experts began, uh, you know, the the wondering and the speculating, and I've been reporting on that. Then Christmas arrives in the uh, Korean time zone, nothing happens. So this time Tuesday, um, as it was Christmas Eve, uh, I was pointing out that, well, you know, for uh, if they're waiting for Christmas to be America time, they have they had had to wait till uh, nine p.m. Uh, West Coast time. Well, nothing happened, so now we're out of it. So meanwhile, a, a tremendous assets were moved to Okinawa to monitor a potential launch for two reasons: to know about it, but then secondly, to gain any free uh, intelligence we could get from such a launch and all the communications happening on the ground. Uh, and so there were hundreds of millions of dollars of very high tech surveillance in the air. RQ-4 drones at 55,000 feet, uh, the RC-135 Cobra Ball, as it's called, which is a uh, missile launch detection uh, aircraft. I mean, it's dedicated to monitoring other people's missile launches, whether it's Iran or North Korea. Um, And those were all in the air and getting refueled and staying in the air. Nothing has happened. And as of right now, nothing has happened uh, still. So the, the reason that that's kind of surprising, again, is because the North Koreans, since their recent successes in the past six or seven years, <clears throat> they went from making some bellicose statement after the fact to pre-bellicosing and then delivering. So when they've said, very soon, your running dog lackey capitalist hearts will be beating faster with the launch of the Wasong-15 missile or the Taepo-dong-2 or, or whatever, I'm not making that up. It's the Tapo Dong 2. And then they would deliver. There would be a launch. And it got to the point where Japan would warn and say, hey, don't do any of that over our airspace crap. And then North Korea would go, oh, well, how you like me now? And they would do whatever, you know. And So this was unusual in that it was such a high-profile thing. We took it seriously. We deployed everything. that We're not going to shoot it down because that would be an act of war. Um, and uh, we're not going to fire the first shot. And them testing a missile is not a first shot. It's a test of a missile. But we pushed things forward, ruined hundreds of people's Christmases. A lot of Air Force air crew and enlisted ground crew in uh, Nebraska, their families are sitting there waiting for mommy or daddy to get home. So we took it seriously. So ultimately now the secondary effect is we look competent and they don't. And that's the formula for provocation for Kim Jong-un. Now, after he said that, or after it was reported that he approved of that statement, because that statement would not have come out of North Korea if he had not approved it. So now that 
we look competent and he doesn't, now you can probably count on something happening. And that is how you North Korea. That's how that works. That's that's the pro tip on how to how to watch that particular ecosystem. Um, all right. Uh, when we come back, uh, yes, free pig, free pork. Who's not in for free pork? Well, you might be. Um, and it has been for a long time here, here in California. Uh, and the L.A. homeless problem, uh, more stuff, close the business, 2019. Gary and Shannon show, Brian Suits filling in, KFI, M 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Monica Ricks with the news. Shannon Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere on Heart Radio. I would say definitely in fake Shannon actor, but just week. Um and Tiffany Haddish and and uh, I were they I would say form a character, not comic actor, but Jeremy Piven um for a couple of years old or went to that this thing. Uh, where they uh, they perform, uh, comedians perform when free Christmas the uh, hour because oh, yeah. yeah, they've been doing it. <laughs> you Wait. know Steve Gregory. So it's it's a, yeah, uh, that uh, report from Steve when uh, probably every hour producers it kills six men. I, <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, always great so, report. Really good. Um, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that uh, producer Nick Viverka and I. Uh, always do one of our cherished memories and rituals is to hit that beef jerky, that beef jerky at the Crossgates Mall. It was in New York. Of course. And uh, sad news to report out of the beef jerky you know, at the Crossgates Mall. This is the death of Albany, New York, uh, being lit. the scene of a death uh, evidently on Christmas Day. It just kicks ass. This is the, de- the death. A little bit of uh, being a beef jerky. On Christmas Day, you know, you're trying to serve the public. I mean, because it comes in video, bring this. Ass. So uh, here's over the red fight. Public, the public. Have- and let me, because it's video, and I'm delivering this information over the radio. Let me just describe. This would be a typical like Nike store where it's wide open. It's at sort of an elbow in the mall. So, so you have on the floor two full storefronts with no doors, cuts of. Then you look inside, beef jerk, and then. And all display. it's shell like you would see round tables on the floor filled with a different cut beef jerky. And there's one place just like you would see at a shoe store filled with beef jerky. So they must really be fiending for their beef jerky in, in all. But uh, so here, let's get back. At this point, it's a kerfuffle. But place to a Donnybrook. Uh, just a second. An employee up. Oh, they're, they're up against the wall. Jerky's flying. That's it. An employee. Oh, now they're at the round table. And those that that that, that metal that uh, bonking you hear is a table. Beef jerky wrapped, uh, but it's in these little mini buckets. You can buy a bucket of jerky. There on Christmas Day, there is a have and a table. Uh, and uh, here you go. It ensues. That authorities are baffled. Here's if you're thinking beef jerky. And there you go. Uh, all we know, and then as baffled, so a student, the, uh, but if you're thinking, well, I'm never going to a beef jerky outlet again, the fight, fight erupted outright. Yoker table. Anyone who's a student of, uh, of Westerns knows. The fight never stops where it starts, where a kid has to migrate and the empty 
It starts by alcohol or full. The poker full bottle table gets upended. The fight then migrates over some bar. Then it migrates conveniently handy bottle poker table of alcohol or full bottle of alcohol at the uh, is present in New York. And uh, that gets broken. Uh, already, and we're there at the, the piano player. Uh, I don't want the whole thing. It's no different in 2019 at the Crossgate Mall in Albany. A, uh, starts uh, for their locker. At the uh, I don't want to rat out anywhere advertisers. Who's in a mall? Beef jerky. It starts. That's how this one locker. <laughs> the foot locker. When you're driving, migrates through sign the massage tables to the stop at one of those outlet. I will, st- uh, st- and you know, evidently. You know, so when that's when you're driving out in the desert, and you know, you see those signs for really good friends. Yeah, you ever? Uh, and is it really? Stop to check it out, and you know, I know how that winds up. Because uh, locally, there's uh, aside from the obvious reason for visiting to hatch the the. It's awesome, cheaper. I um, there's uh, several brands of jerky that are made locally that aren't and does junk come into LA County. <laughs> And there's one, there's some cheapest gap jerky company. I, I took it to names currently ago, and I think I posted it on Instagram at Brian Does Junk. Um, right? There's the, the one of jerky company and lines of, I'm, I'm not getting the names correct, but it's like Jerry's. Grandpa's Jerry's Jerky. Eat. One of the lines of jerky that he has at this gas station you go to, Jerry's Grand Buy Meat. And bring it back. You'll have to give you. I, and I just want you to get some counseling. <laughs> you'll, and you'll uh, you bring it back. You leave Grandpa. I'll, gra- I'll, yeah. g- I'll give you. I will. I will. It's. I just Grandpa's meat on free market. <laughs> Jerry, you will. Uh, you won't believe Grandpa's meat. Uh, Jerry swears storm a better. Forward to it. Uh, it's 2009. Just yeah, I give. Then getting advice. Grandpa, call me. Me, <laughs> just call me. It's, we'll come up. We'll bring it. It's. I just. You know, it's. It's 19. Terrific. We. Jerry's grandpa's meat. A, a guy just <laughs> party the one man part, but it's really good. Eight seven. Um, it's uh, it's it's uh, the world. We had uh, I one of my good friends at radio. Um, uh, and if you don't, but besides Marty, the had a meat party who used to be on ninety eight seven. But we had. But it is the world. Modesto, and Modesto is the world headquarters for barbecue. Where I'm no, I didn't even know the entire seat until I lived all it up in Motown. But it is the world epicenter for tribe in the Central Valley, and I've never had bar- has the best. Any tribe on Texas, you can take south and you can ball it up and you can wipe your butt with it because Modesto and the Simile Alley, that tri-tip barbecue, absolutely on earth. <clears throat> and our intern, red wine dog face boy, and um, <laughs> came from brought in tri-tip one day. Absolutely, they were poor. Um, and, and they had this Mary Claire note was phenomenal. It was base and all that. And, he's no. li- and he brought in tip one day to our, he went there. show. Um, and I just declare you grow up, one can beat your meat. But you get back up. and and it'll be a uh, while. What? Oh. Obviously. <laughs> oh, you went. You'll come. Sorry. Meat. And well, Good when Lord. you uh, went up to pour into an adult, it was great rock oh. video. It'll be in Sacramento. Oh. <laughs> is, but we started doing an annual contest. Beat my meat. You'll come. Now he he meet Portland for a long time. He was great. And it'll be a uh, while. These people, uh, Mano, and I forgot where he is, but he is Craig the dog face boy in Sacramento, and he does uh, it's suck off called Beat My. It's fun. And, like, and uh, and people uh, people keep coming and they keep trying, but at least meat is meat. It's over it like they, it's phenomenal. They are at the cross. Like I say, in Tehachapi, uh, very unfortunately named uh, beef jerky does exist, but east no one's right. So they uh, are at the Crossgate Mall. We'll uh, be in Albany. Are you ready to? But at least go up now that we're done. So there you go. Uh, all right, we'll uh, be back. Topic.
And I'll grow up. By the way, if you're in, uh, now that we're done with junior high, Nick, industry, grow up now. You are going to the junior high. We'll do some adult topics when we come back. Um, hey, by the way, if you're in from out of town, uh, yeah, yeah, and you're in the radio industry, you are actually listening to the number one news talk radio station in America. This is the big time. KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, my name is David Vasse, and uh, Monica Ricks with the news. Fifteen has reopened. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Smith filling in for Gary and Shannon. I-5 uh, continues its closure. And uh, the 58, if <clears throat> you think you're going to go around, the 58 is still closed through Tehachapi to Bakersfield. And then earlier, the 15 was closed at uh, Cajon Pass or Cajon Pass as... Uh, I say, but that, as I see here now, is wide open. So if you're thinking, hey, great day to go to Vegas after Christmas, you're probably correct. But uh, there's still a lot of traffic. But uh, anyway, please enjoy. But the highway to Vegas uh, is wide open. And again, I join most uh, all Vegas enthusiasts in calling for that that high-speed railway to be built. No, no, not the one that we're paying for. No, 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 no. That's never going to be built. No, the one from, uh, isn't that supposed to be Victorville? Like you park in Victorville or something? And I think that's the plan. So all you got to do is get to Victorville um, there at, uh, at, at in burglary town and leave your car there for three days or two days. And But I'm, I'm talking ideas from 2025, I believe, is when they're projecting that'll be open. Uh, and then you won't care about K. John Pass closing in the snow. Uh, but if you're sitting in your car on I-5, uh, I have no good news for you. And if Google is telling you to go around uh, via Tehachapi, uh, then that's not going to work either. So uh, <clears throat> there you go. Um, the Let's see. LA Times. What do we have going on um, locally? Some There is some bad stuff that's happened. Uh, a, a local idiot has been uh, arrested on suspicion of impersonating a police officer with his uh, Mercedes-Benz with blue and red lights. Uh, a guy who mistook California for Germany, Franklin Lopez Alas of Los Angeles, was driving eastbound on the 210 shortly after 9 p.m. Uh, when he sped behind an off-duty El Monte detective in an unmarked police car. Uh, Mr. Alas, the 23-year-old genius, flashed the red and blue lights on the front of his Mercedes uh, C250 in an effort to get the detective's vehicle in front of him to move. This is according to Rancho Kook Police Department. Um, <clears throat> and uh, that's where our uh, news director, uh, uh, interim news director Chris Little lived. Uh, once the detective changed lanes, Alas drove past him and eventually reached speeds of over 100 miles per hour. The detective said to himself, self, we don't drive Mercedes police cars in so in the SoCal. Uh, so he followed him onto the 15 freeway, pulled him over near Baseline Road, and then called for backup. During their investigation, which must have taken hours, police discovered that Alas had a suspended driver's license, uh, was booked in the West Valley Detention Center, and then released, because that's what we do. Uh, his vehicle was impounded, however. That's the dumbass tax that we do here in California. So that's why, by the way, if if you're driving a warrant mobile 
or you're doing warrant stuff, don't drive a vehicle that you can't take out of impound immediately. That's that's part of the reason there's so many hoopties on the road in, in SoCal, because people are driving vehicles that they can do without, that they can live without. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, but give your brain a chance, Franklin Alas. When you, when you, now that you're out and you're listening to KFI on your earphones because you're riding a bus back to Rancho Cucamonga, you don't put police lights on a Mercedes. Uh, so anyway, it, it does. That's why, because Mercedes have such sort of a, a different strata in our psyche in America, that if you're driving a Mercedes, it must be a really expensive car. It kind of jars you when you're in Europe and you see diesel Mercedes all over the place and everyone's driving them because they last for 30 years. And then you see the uh, the Popo, the police driving Mercedes in Germany. It's because, you know, they get a they get a fleet rate. And so the cops in green and white Mercedes are pulling up behind you. And it, for, it may as well be an undercover car to an American. But there you go. <clears throat> That's my little observation. Franklin lost. And we're uh, – they didn't mention this, but uh, it is a CVC. It's a California Vehicular Code. Um, if, if you're wondering, well, what was he charged with? Well, driving while suspended uh, is sort of a big one there. Going 100 miles an hour, sure. But, I mean, it's a specific offense to have blue and red lights in your car. Um, can you look that up, Nick? I mean, it really. I, out of the three of those, the, the 100 miles an hour, driving while suspended, or the blue and red lights, I'm going to take a wild stab and tell you, I think the blue and red lights is m- even more illegal than the other ones. And that's why they're not for sale. That's why you can't buy blue and red lights and install them on your car. So what this guy did is he put LEDs uh, in there. You, you, Monica, you want to hear two stupid things about California? Always. Okay, so um, Florida, Texas, any other rational state, you can put LED headlights in your car. Maybe it comes off the assembly line with regular halogen bulbs or whatever, mm-hmm. but you can replace them with those LEDs. And some say, I've done that, but they'd be wrong because that'd be illegal. Um, in California, if you look for those, there's like common sizes, mm-hmm. the GM, Volvo, Mercedes, and they'll say, yeah, use a H11 bulb or use a H9 for the high beams and an H11 for the low beams. You go to a store and say, yeah, I'm looking at the headlights. I don't see H9s or H11s. And the store guy will wink at you and say, that's because they're only sold as fog lights. <sighs> yes. So you can install them legally as fog lights in California. You cannot knowingly um, install them. Apparently, I don't know. I, oh I don't know what God. I'm doing. I just stuck them in a hole. I uh, uh, so when you see people with aftermarket LEDs, that's what they did. They they're over there. They're hanging at the auto parts store in the fog light section, and then you take them because you're a scofflaw, and you go home <laughs> and you install them in the headlight uh, receptacle of of your headlights, and then deny, deny, deny when you get I, pulled over. I don't. Well, you don't get pulled over. That's the joke. I have. That's yet another example. Well, California just makes a law that nobody intended to follow and, and it was no harm no foul anyway and they they just de- decided to make that a law that well you can't put those in your car and know what you're doing that's really stupid because everybody knows they're they're not buying them for fog lights yeah we live in LA there's no fog you know <laughs> well, there's smog but it's not like it's not that bad and then the other thing i'm not going to say this one cuz california banned something in 2019 they banned this one thing. 
but you can still get it by Amazon. So I'm just proud to live here. Oh, La- well, now La- I want to know the one thing. I'll tell you when when uh, when we're off air. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, now it's not a mystery. California makes laws for the sake of making laws. Mm-hmm. We have a year round assembly. You know, I mean, I, I lived in a state right next to us where the legislature met met once every two years. Every two years in Nevada, they used to meet. Now they meet every year, but they don't stay there all year in California. It's been a year-round uh, assembly for year for decades, wow. and and look at the result. You pay people to make laws. Guess what? They make it's like homeless people in Sacramento, the, it, homeless legislators. If you if you pay for a thing, you get more of that thing. We have a year-round assembly. It's a pretty good gig, even though there's term limits. They find out a way to make it lifetime employment, and guess what? You get more laws and regulations more than anywhere else, and that's why. Well, uh, but I'll tell you what that thing is uh, when you're done with the news. Okay. Um, speaking of that, it's KFI AM640. Brian Suit filling in. My apologies to David Vassay. I'm not him. I'm just trying to deflect blame for a break <laughs> I did earlier. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, Monica Ricks with the news. KFI AM640, the Gary and Shannon show, live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. Brian Seed's filling in for Gary and Shannon. And uh, Layla Muhammad didn't know the controversy this morning, but uh, I'll uh, I'll read you in, as they say in the intelligence community. Uh, so the the Hoffmans, uh, Gary's wife, and, and he punched way above his weight on that deal. Uh, but his lovely wife, Shannon, makes the best cookies on earth. And for Christmas, she'll make uh, a special batch of a variety of cookies, and she'll arrange them in a beautiful little box. Uh, and so we got that. Well, the deal is I, I just I can't eat those cookies this year. I just don't eat sugar anymore. Uh, so I brought them in for us, for the on-air people. And I know you cross um, streams a little bit. Your newsroom, but you're on-air newsroom. And that newsroom gets a lot of food that they never tell us about. So I brought the cookies in for for us and uh, and someone from the six to ten a.m. shift, who's not Wayne Resnick or not Jawan, thought they were unwanted and took them home. So that's uh, so I, I just I, I want everyone to feel the pain on that so one. They're, so, not, they're not coming back. Last I checked, she was mocking me, um, whoever that was, uh, and and crop top was mocking me. Uh, and what'd she say? <clears throat> she said, going to put them in socks and sock it to the homeless. <laughs> so, because uh, we're doing, we're doing that. I don't know. There's a poster up in our break room and uh, I guess iHeartMedia is uh, doing a thing. It says, did you know that socks are the number one requirement or number one need for homeless people? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'll agree with number two. I don't think it's number one. But anyway, so we're going to sock it to the homeless. And uh, so she, uh, what happened? So that's why, so Layla Muhammad, that's why you're not enjoying delicious Shannon Hoffman cookies. I was wondering what happened. And then I'm a big fail because anyone listening on Christmas Eve heard me tell mm-hmm. you that I was going to bring the German cookies, the Pfeffernis in. I failed to stop by the place. I, I had will... my coffee ready and, I, and everything. And they're phenomenal. <laughs> and they're, they're one of those cookies where you got to know you, got, you have to go one Mississippi, two Mississippi and pull it out or else it's going to break off in the right. coffee. So I'll, we'll each have half of one uh, tomorrow. I look forward to it. <clears throat> Thank you for thinking of me. So uh, who here is a Peyton Manning fan? If uh, uh, Layla, Peyton Manning fan? I mean, you know, I think he's great. I'm not, I wouldn't say I was a fan. I'm not really, 
okay, I shouldn't say this. I'm not really huge on football. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I mean, I watch. I understand what's happening. I'll cheer for a team for the Super Bowl. That's about it. I, I grant that he's great, and he has a very impressive forehead. It doesn't make me buy his insurance or anything like that. But he has a new <laughs> series, ESPN, just inundated us with Peyton Manning all day long yesterday. His new series is called Peyton's Places. And it's a it's a reference that if you don't know that there was a soap opera called Peyton Place, I guess in the sixties it's lost on you. I had to I, know, I barely remember it, but because people instead of saying drama, people would say, Hey, what is this Peyton Place? And I was six and I would say, I don't even know what that is. I don't get the reference, Uncle. So anyway, <clears throat> they had an episode. Um, uh, that was on yesterday, and I had to rewind it because I didn't think I heard what I heard. And I thought, well, surely it's a joke. Uh, the episode was about the guy who literally owns the football that was the Immaculate Reception, the storied Raiders-Steelers game at Three Rivers Stadium when Franco Harris uh, pulled a tipped ball barely right before it touched the turf, scoops it up, runs for the AFC-winning touchdown um, in what is, what's been called the Immaculate Reception. So anyway, it's the the ball has never been deflated. It has 1973 error, 72, whatever the hell it was. Uh, not a Steelers fan, couldn't care less. Um, uh, still has that error in it, and it's on display. So Peyton Manning went to uh, to bear witness to uh, to gaze upon the great Franco Harris immaculate reception football. And I'm not going to put anyone on the on the spot if they don't know it. But what's the term for someone who has equal facility and use of both hands ambidextrous ambidextrous tony do you agree it is ambidextrous you can use your my dad was ambidextrous he could write left or right-handed um he didn't play any sports so he didn't pass it on to me till later on but so here is peyton manning a future hall of famer slam dunk um gazing upon the immaculate reception football and then the guy the owner hands him the ball, but forgets which hand Peyton Manning used to throw with. No air put in this football. Okay. That's 1972 air. If anybody ever wants to DNA it, that ball could be DNA. Okay, yeah. Um, my kid at home. I'm going to pull it off of here. Yeah, you don't wear gloves? Or? Let me see that right hand. Okay. Are you right or left handed? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. Yeah, I could throw it. So you threw right hand, hand and left hand, yeah. Okay, what's the ruling? I at when, for, when I first heard that I'm gonna pull it off of here. Yeah, you don't wear gloves. Or, Let me see that right hand. Okay. Are you right or left hand? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. Yeah. Is he kidding? Are we being trolled? I think I, he was for real. <laughs> he he didn't do a wacky. He didn't do a deadpan look at the camera, which is what I would have done. Um. One more time. Pull it off of here. Yeah, you don't wear gloves? Or? Let me see that right hand. Okay. Are you right or left hand? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. Yeah, I could throw it. So you threw right hand. I, I, I just, I don't want to believe that he said that with all seriousness. Because, I mean, please tell me he was trolling the audience because that would be kind of funny. And maybe, and, but then the guy didn't correct him, so maybe he's kind of being a D to the guy. Yeah, you don't wear gloves? Or? Let me see that right hand. Okay. Are you right or left hand? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. Yeah, I could throw it. So you threw right hand, hand and left hand. I, he sells it. I could throw left. He, but he meant, he when he said, when he, I have to correct him on this, however. You gloves? Or? Let me see that right hand. Okay. Are you right or left hand? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. Yeah, I could throw it. So you threw right hand, hand and left hand. Yeah.
the guy just goes. Oh, so you could throw uh, with both hands in, like immediately after. Yeah, and he and he confirms it. If he was joking, he would have said, "Yeah, I can throw it with either flipper," because <laughs> that would be funny. And I was really good in the rain, but he didn't. He said. I was amphibious. I could throw with either hand. Let me see that right hand. Okay. Are you right or left hand? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. Yeah, I could throw it. So you threw right hand, hand. left hand. Yeah. And no one said anything on ESPN. And I haven't seen anything on the interweb. I was looking on the interwebs for like, did he just make a really funny joke and whatever? But he, he did not. So I, uh, Layla Muhammad, you're correct. He thought he was saying ambidextrous. Maybe he was tired. I don't. He can't be. <laughs> he's done nothing but time now to sell us insurance. Right, right. Him and Brad Paisley. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Uh, it is the Gary and Shannon show. I'm doing both Gary and Shannon because I'm amphibious. Uh, live everywhere on the <laughs> iHeartRadio. That's what it means. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is a Gary and Shannon show. Boy, it's so wet out. I bet you wish you were amphibious like Peyton Manning. Yeah, okay. Are you right or left-handed? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. So there you go. There's a tie-in. Uh, Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. And just for the record, uh, I did run that by uh, KLAC AM 570, your home of the Dodgers, Tim Cates, uh, who's in today. And he agreed that that was not trolling anyone. He really did misuse the word. He, uh, oh, what's that called? Oh, when, when you, when you say something like, uh, Hey dude, that's in your head. That's totally an expectation. That's a, that's a pigment of your expectation or, or something like that. George Bush used to do it all the time. Uh, so anyway, they, they just, just no one at ESPN has Peyton Manning's back. And they're, they let that stay in. Let me see that right hand. Okay. Are you right or left hand? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. Yeah, I could throw it. So you threw right hand left hand. Left hand. Yeah, either flipper. There you go. Uh, hey, what is a happening? Time for What's Happening. Well, we'll go to the Gary and Shannon I-5 desk, and we will check in real time. And I will tell you that I-5 is still closed. I have five closed uh, at or about Santa Clarita. Don't go past there because there's really nothing but truck stops and places to drop those headless torsos that have been accumulating in your trunk. From what I hear. Um, and also, there's not a workaround. You can't go through to Hatchapi because the 58 is closed as well. And uh, 101 is just an S show. Uh, so if you want to do that and um, drive slowly, you can you can go up uh, California's lovely world-class coast, up the, the 101, and maybe uh, go off in the PCH if you want, but uh, whatever. So if you need to get up to San Francisco because you're wondering, has anyone pooped on the sidewalks today, you will make it by uh, close of business <clears throat> on that. Uh, so uh, there is that. Gavin Newsom and Donald Trump are uh, in a Twitter war, and uh, we'll, uh, the last thing we've seen was two hours ago, Gavin Newsom calling him a poopy head, and uh, after Trump said that San Francisco uh, was poopy. This is crazy, because we, Producer Nick, did you tweet this so people can see what the hell I'm talking about? You're talking about Phil Spector? Yeah, about his new, his, his new prison yeah, ID you, shot yeah. has been updated. Um, Phil Spector, a crazy person, is uh, still in jail. Legendary record producer Phil Spector. In fact, this is, you got to say, 
this uh, every year, this is the two week window where more Phil Spector music is played than any other time during the day. And if you play any of the Phil Spector Christmas Ronettes, whatever you're playing, you're you're putting money in a murderous hand. That is what you know. It's also great though, and it's uniquely American. That wall of sound Christmas music in that entire album, um, uh, sleigh ride. His uh, sleigh ride by the Ronettes is uh, quintessential. Anyway. Uh, Phil Spector, who donned a number of eccentric wigs during his 2000 murder trial, can be seen sporting a long goatee and no hair in his latest mugshot. It's not a mugshot, though. It's a prison ID. uh, Spector's beaming a wry smile and shows his graying goatee as the convicted killer serves 19 years to life in Corcoran for the slaying of actress Lana Clarkson, uh, the 80-year-old producer of hit records such as John Lennon's Imagine and the Ronettes Be My Baby has been in jail for 10 years uh, eligible for parole in 2028. Um, so anyway, what did I? What was my wacky analogy for his picture? It's not a goatee, by the way. It's a beard that just sort of ends mid cheek. It's not one of those smarmy hipster goatees. But what did I say, Nick? He was. Um, I don't remember. Uh, how come it's not striking me now? Now he just looks like a bald Ted Kaczynski. If people remember what Ted Kaczynski looked like. It's like his face did the reverse. He had all the hair up on his head and he was yeah. clean shaven. And now he's, you know, he's getting this this big. And he has he has a really small face. Yeah. And a little chin and all that. And he, and he used to wear, um, you know, in that trial, he just wear the, wore those bizarre, you know, he's like that guy in, in the NFL in the crowds in the 80s or 70s. Just those big, bizarre wigs. Um, and all that. And, it's at uh, Gary and Shannon if people want to see it. Yeah. Um, and I'll retweet it at Dark Secret Place. Uh, so uh, check that out at, at Gary and Shannon. Um, was my folksy anecdote about Phil Spector uh, good enough to repeat on the air? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> so this one time, uh, as Steve Gregory was doing a report about Phil Spector coming to Burbank to see his dentist after he'd been convicted, I happen to be in Toluca Lake on Riverside parking to uh, go to the Trader Joe's. So uh, so just because Steve Gregory had just said that, I noticed right in front of me was a CalDoc van. It was a white van, California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. And I just <clears throat> thought that was a coincidence. And right around the Toluca Lake post office, there is such a post office, There, uh, it's sort of sandwiched between – the sag after a hospital, because those of us in showbiz have far better hospitals than the rest of you, because we're just frankly more important. So there's an actual hospital. It's just not marked uh, at the edge of Burbank and Toluca Lake. So just past there is an actual and uh, and right after Patty's, which is a great restaurant, there is a actual post office. And I think it actually says Toluca Lake. So this white van's parked there. It pulls over and parks. And I'm I'm stopped at a light. And I, I look to, to my right. And three big dudes get out the door on the other side. Three guys in, in jumpsuits with gun belts get out. And a little guy in green hospital scrubs, uh, handcuffed and, and uh, ankle cuffed, gets out. And I realize it's Phil effing Spector going to his dentist right after Steve Gregory had done the story. And um, that's my folksy anecdote. Really, there's no punchline. There's no end. Um, I, you know what? Uh, I asked him if he was amphibious there. There's your callback. So, 
Uh, we'll take a break and come back. Uh, more of what's happening when we come back. When I-5 opens up, we will tell you. But until then, uh, please enjoy Santa Clarita. And I know the combination for the Hoffman's house. If you want to go we'll put it into the ring doorbell, you can go hang out there. Uh, and uh, we'll be back right after this. Gary and Shannon, Brian Stutes filling in KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Layla Muhammad with the news. It's the formatted and heavily bit-laden Gary and Shannon show. Brian Seed's filling in. Going by the clock, um, a little more what's happening. Uh, you heard Wayne Resnick filling in for Handle this morning talking about this, that those those damn lazy Canadians who uh, just hate Trump. Canada's national public broadcaster is being roasted on social media by supporters of President Trump uh, who are outraged. Uh, somehow they ran a version of Home Alone 2 lost in New York for Christmas Eve, and they edited Trump out. If if you are not aware of the social media viral joke, Donald Trump is the only cast member of Home Alone 2 lost in New York who's been impeached. And instead of just <clears throat> getting the joke uh, or whatever, at, so, at one point in the movie, Macaulay Culkin is in the Plaza Hotel, which was owned by Trump at the time. Trump was 45 at the time, and he didn't stand like a minotaur yet. Uh, and in this scene, should I just YouTube it? I'll get it later. Anyway, um, <clears throat> he asks Donald Trump, where's the lobby? And Donald Trump, channeling Sir Lawrence Olivier, says, quote, down the hall and to the left. And hilarity ensues. Uh, but viewers in Canada, and it didn't exactly advance the story very much. He could have just, you could have just scripted him finding the lobby or seeing a sign or whatever. Anyway, it's a giant kerfuffle. And uh, Donald Trump has announced that the 1st Cavalry Division and the 3rd Infantry have been alerted for a imminent invasion, which is, by the way, overkill uh, to invade Canada. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Steve Gregory, um, the inimitable Steve Gregory here from KFI, uh, went to the Laugh Factory because that is where some funny people have done a very serious thing. Uh, and they've done this for a couple of years and uh, fed the needy there at the Laugh Factory while they did stand-up comedy. Um, and here is Steve Gregory's report. The kids got free toys and everyone got a hot traditional holiday meal and a comedy show with some pretty well-known people. You see this and it just puts everything in perspective. And it's an honor to be able to perform for them and, and to feed them. Actor Jeremy Piven's recently become a stand-up comic. Well, this all started for me when uh, Jamie Masada, who, who's kind of the ringleader of this, this whole situation, has been you know, feeding people who don't have access to meals for, for years now, for 40 years, which is incredible. And uh, he asked me to, to do a toy drive, and I got up on stage, and I had no reference for stand-up comedy whatsoever. And it scared the hell out of me, and I've been coming back ever since. So all, all these people, you know, come every year because they know that they're going to be fed, and then we get to perform for them, which is amazing and incredible, and they're the most honest crowd you'll ever perform. I've never bombed so badly as I bomb here in front of these good people. So I'm on this date, you guys, 
And she has had the full... By the way, I'm Jewish. Anyone Jewish? So she had the full... She put the Jew in rejuvenation. Her face was... So she said to me, she said all she could move was her lips. And she said, I just want guys to be honest with me. I said, I'll be honest with you. Your face is a lie. I can't tell how I'm testing with you. I can't tell if you're happy, if you're being waterboarded, if you died during the appetizers. I can't tell what's happening, right? It looked like she had her high school yearbook shellacked to her face. Um, anyone have trouble sleeping? Yeah, I do. You know what the cure for that is? Watch pro athletes being interviewed. Like, they, they say the same thing every time, you know? How are you able to penetrate that defense? Uh, you know, it's a team effort. You know, I'm just blessed to play the game I love. Thank you guys so much. You know what I'm Rachel and her four kids have been coming to Christmas at the Laugh Factory for the last six years because they can't afford a regular Christmas at home. I'm a single mom, so it hasn't been easy for me. So this to me feels like, it almost feels like home. Like it's like, so I just feel comfortable. I'm happy here and just being with my kids. And, you know, I love the um, entertainment, you know, especially the comedians here. So I'm, I'm grateful that this happens every year for those that, you know, that are in need, not, you know, not just that, but especially for, you know, families that don't have other, you know, don't have anybody during the Christmas season. So it's a great thing here. I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Rachel introduces me to her daughter, Sarah, who's 10, and her younger brother, John, who's 7. What kind of toy did you get? Legos. Legos? Is that cool? Yes. What did you get? Well, I got a dollhouse. Tell me what was for dinner. Mashed potatoes. That was it? Yes. No turkey? I got stuffing turkey and mashed potatoes. Rachel says the Laugh Factory Christmas has become their annual tradition. Another well-known comedian I run into is Tiffany Haddish. I come every year uh, to the Laugh Factory on Thanksgiving and Christmas Day to serve food to the homeless or the people that don't have family to spend the holidays with. And you do a set, don't you? Yeah, I do a comedy set, serve some food, you know, help out pass our waters and whatnot. What I think is kind of amazing is that you remember your roots. Yeah, I definitely remember my roots. I think knowing where you come from and always honoring that and respecting that is very important. So me being formerly homeless several times and being able to come and give back to people that might be going through the same thing or not being able to be with family and all those different scenarios that everyone has gone through at some point in time in this room is very important to me to be able to contribute back to that and remember, you know, just as hard as it was to get out of that. I'm pretty sure it's even easier to go back to that. So, What a lot of people don't realize is Tiffany participated once in the Laugh Factory's annual comedy camp for kids. It's a special six-week course for at-risk kids and those less fortunate. I went through that comedy camp uh, back in 1997. Really? Mm-hmm. Who's yeah. your professor? It was a lot. It was Dane was here, uh, Tom Dreesen, uh, uh, Charles Fleischer, Richard Pryor came through, Chris Spencer, all the Wayans brothers, David Allen Greer came. And you apparently were inspired enough to make it a career. 
Yeah, I found out, I figured out what makes me happy. And being on stage makes me really happy, yeah. You know, seeing the joy on people. So when we do this uh, here at the Laugh Factory every year, getting to see the same faces, even though it's sad, like, dang, you didn't get a house yet? You ain't you ain't got it together yet? It's, that part's sad, but it may, I'm also happy to see everyone. Make sure, you know, they're still alive. You still here. You remembered us here at the Laugh Factory. They enjoy us. So what's in the future for you now? What's going on with you? I uh, got a movie coming out January 10th called Like a Boss. Uh, we got some more episodes of Kids Say the Darndest Things getting ready to happen. I'm getting ready to do my comedy tour. I'm doing like a 10-city tour, something really small so I can rest. And then I go shoot a movie with Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Tell me I look just like you. You do. I'm trying not to kiss you right now. Sorry, I apologize for that statement. I do not want you to feel sexually harassed in any oh, kind of no. way. And if no. you feel uncomfortable, you have to tell me first. Then you go tell Human Resources if my behavior continues. Well, thank you very much. You're very charming, and best of luck. Thank you. So are you. You're charming, too, darling. Thank you. In all, close to 2,500 people were served a hot meal and a belly laugh. In Hollywood, for Wake Up Call, I'm Steve Gregory, KFI News. Should I walk all over that guitar? Well, there we go. Oh, uh, Steve, thank you very much. Well, that was so good. I predict we'll play it next hour. <clears throat> and uh, that Harvey Levin will <laughs> play it. By the way, Harvey Levin's filling in for John Ken. And I do have it on good authority that's still snowing AF in the AV. So uh, there you go. Uh, by the way, if you haven't caught Tiffany Haddish's uh, Netflix comedy special. It's called Black Mitzvah. It's very funny because she's very funny. Um, so we'll, uh, and if you're stuck in uh, somewhere in the snow <clears throat> and uh, you have YouTube TV or Netflix, you can just uh, watch that. Uh, we'll take a break and come back right after this. Swamp Watch. Uh, why are they spending all this money in California just to get nominated? The answer, pretty simple, right after this. Uh, it is the Gary and Shannon Show live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and Layla Muhammad with the news. Shannon Show, KFI AM640 Live, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Brian Suit filling in for Gary and Shannon. And a big shout-out, our good friends, our neighbors here, Morton's. Morton's Restaurant down on uh, the ground floor uh, brought up uh, some Christmas yummies uh, yesterday, even though, uh, for for everyone here at KFI, even though everyone was on tape and it was best of. But anyway, uh, the best leftovers ever. Uh, from Morton's down there, and really, really good stuff, and we're all just catching up on it now. You know, Steve Gregory went out to the Laugh Factory, and <laughs> here's Steve with his, uh, I just need seven to eight more minutes <clears throat> to finish this off, but uh, anyway, the, I guess they brought, Mike Rick said they brought steak and chicken yesterday, and that it was uh, still here this morning. Seriously? Yeah. Steak and chicken? Yeah. They did buy, you know, you go there for the cow. Right. But they they do uh, they do the cock really good. They they are it's they have great chicken dishes there. And also by the way seafood. I love Morton's seafood. And um there you go. They're not paying me to say that. However, Michael Bloomberg is paying me to say the following. Uh so you're hearing and seeing a lot of Tom Steyer, not a surprise, he's a Californian, but a lot of Bloomberg spots here in California. And you know why I'm mentioning this? Because it's Swamp Watch. 
Drain the swamp. Here's the intro to the bit. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Now I jump in and talk. Swamp. Oh, not yet. Okay, go. There we go. All right, good job, Blake. Let's keep that going another two years. Um, Swamp Watch 2019, closing out 2019. Uh, and that's not fair. He's not here. He's out sick. But I know he's listening. It's uh, Everyone loves that intro because it tells you that something interesting is about to come. Well, here it is. The You watch your TV these days, and you'd think you're watching the Bloomberg network. But he's I, I believe he's not on his own network because uh, th- that would be, I guess, obvious conflict of interest because his left hand would be paying his right hand to do what right hands do and um, and do that to him on TV and the Bloomberg Network. Well, here in California, you're seeing Tom Steyer and Bloomberg spend a lot of money. Bloomberg currently spending in all 50 states, but is targeting the big, delegate-rich Super Tuesday states that can make or break his campaign. And if you have not been following along, California, even though California doesn't matter in the presidential election because everyone already knows it's going to go blue, and that you get all of the electors. It's, it's a, you know, because of our all or nothing uh, system. But in the primaries, it is in play. Bloomberg is spending in all 50 states, but is targeting delegate-rich Super Tuesday states, including California, uh, because this will be our first, 2020 will be our first Super Tuesday primary. He has spent more than $13 million on advertising in California, which to the convention offers 416 delegates plus uh, a lot of superdelegates. If, if you don't know, the Democratic Party is not very Democratic. They do a thing called superdelegate. And if you're a superdelegate, then your vote is worth like 100 votes or something like that. So you can be a, just a regular, you know, run-of-the-mill, hoi-polloi delegate. But if you're standing next to Gloria Allred, she happens to be a Democratic superdelegate, and her right hand is worth <clears throat> like 100 votes or anything. So that is why you get more bang for the buck here in California. Plus, it also increases your donations. So um, the this is the single biggest hall in the Democratic primary is the state of California. So we're not going to see a heck of a lot of presidential advertising. If you recall 2016, we were not making money hand over fist, you know, like Wisconsin was. Um, by we, I mean the broadcasting industry. But for the California primary, we are going to. So thanks, Tom. Thanks, Hank. Isn't it Hank Bloomberg? Michael Bloomberg. That's right. Um, also, so meanwhile, in Florida, Bloomberg spent more than 13 million, uh, also Texas, 13 million. So uh, those are all Super Tuesday mainstays and Florida, which votes one week after Super Tuesday offers 219 delegates. So uh, effectively, the nomination is going to be wrapped up by close of business March of 2020, uh, at the latest April. So, so if you have money, you, as a Democrat, you, you spend it right now. And then along comes Bloomberg and Steyer. Money is not an issue. And they're, and and if what they're upset about is that Trump is a billionaire and he bought the election, they're certainly making that point by pouring uh, nearly the, between the two of them added up Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg just up to this moment have poured two, together 200 million into advertising. Uh, Bloomberg alone, total total revenue spent on advertising. He he entered the race three weeks ago. One hundred twenty million, 
And I mean, that's a, that, that's a burn rate that, and by the way, it doesn't count as a burn rate. When you have billions, you don't have a burn rate. He's earning interest on his other money to cover that. So uh, he, Bloomberg has spent $120 million in three weeks. And <clears throat> I see it all over the TV. Um, I see him on, he is advertising on Fox uh, in, in between the catheters. Uh, he's advertising on MSNBC between the denture grip uh, and all that, and now some inside baseball radio talk. Producer Nick, are we uh, are we running any? I don't hear any primary radio spots yet. Are you hearing any? Is Nick there? Oh, um, I, I, I I'm not hearing any. I've not heard any. I mean, Super Tuesday again is March, so we'll start hearing it in January. I don't think I've heard any. I'm hearing um, I'm hearing some pack some political action committee spots that were running about high drug prices um, and um, pro tip to whoever's buying those. What's her name is no longer a congressperson. So you might want to pull those spots. Katie Holmes or what's her name? I just, uh, what's her name? Santa Carita. No longer a congressperson. Katie Hill. Yeah. Katie Hill. I said Katie Holmes. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, so you might want to rethink that, but, but we're going to start hearing Bloomberg. Um, and all that. So and so so here's the deal. I should probably spill the beans to the audience. Here's here's how this works when it comes to campaign advertising. OK. Uh, if you take one candidate's campaign money, not a political political action committee, if you take one candidate's campaign money, you have to take them all and you have to offer your lowest possible rate. So as long as we have real advertisers um, paying to get on KFI, we won't take campaign money because once you take one, you have to, by law, take them all and you have to offer them your lowest rate. Um, how can government dictate business, you might say? Well, because the airwaves belong to the government. The government can tell me prior to even, even saying it what I cannot say, and they can tell us how to do business. So there's that. That's my industry. So I don't know if we're going to hear it or not, uh, because here's the thing is I smell blood in the water. If Bloomberg is worth this kind of money, as I look up at a Tom Steyer ad, um, <clears throat> Bloomberg um, has money to spend. And this this would be separating the wheat from the chaff. He would advertise full boat on KFI if he could. But if we offer him that and we make money hand over fist, we have to offer the rest of them the lowest rate. So in, in the end, until the Democrats um, provide a uh, an actual nominee, we're, I don't know. I don't know what management's going to do. But I just know that those that's what we're up against uh, on that one. Um, all right. Back in a moment. More Swamp Watch when we come back. But that is why I randomly look up and see Tom Steyer on uh, ABC7 uh, at this moment. It is the Gary and Shen Show. Brian Suits KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Layla Muhammad with the news. If I at AM six forty, Gary and Shen show live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app, and uh, some swamp watch from around the world. The opposition to Vladimir Putin is a guy by the name of Alexander Navalny, or pardon me, Alex Alexei Navalny, and his his party is also an anti corruption foundation and party, which is part of the reason that he's he's become so high profile. 
that uh, even Vladimir Putin kind of feels like, ah, eh, you know, it would be spiking the football if I kill this guy, you know. So and and so as, as a information operation, probably the guy's probably alive for no other reason than that. It would be a a bigger propaganda failure to predictably have him choke on his polonium tea or whatever, or give him a give him a, a kitten made of Novichok. And it's and the opposite of keeping him contained but alive gives Putin the ability during his annual let's talk to Russia. You know, the, uh, he does this annual four hour long Q, live Q&A session. Now, here's the deal. Um, every single caller is vetted. It's just what it is. We've we we've known this. A Stalin wouldn't have thought of this because the calls are all like. Hey, Vladimir, first time, long time. Um, Hey, this is uh, Bill and Vladivostok. I just want to comment that uh, if I move away from Russia, it's because it's too awesome. Stay frosty, bro, or whatever. That's Those are all the, those are all the, it's just a softball league. Well, so, so anyway, the deal is in Moscow this morning, uh, Putin's security services have decided to pay Navalny's offices a visit. And here's, here's the sound of Russian security forces knocking at your door. Yes, that is a metal saw. Anyway, no no idea how that turned out, but uh, that's how it started. <laughs> but usually, if that doesn't bode well, if that's how they're entering your opposition political party's headquarters, someone's leaving in handcuffs. Uh, so there is that. Uh, here in America, of course... Prison equals slavery and Amazon equals Hitler and the whole thing in France, where uh, some of the fulfillment centers are having some of the labor complaints that that were happening uh, here in the U.S. They really have kind of gone away. And and Amazon here in the U.S. has done something pretty brilliant. They actually run commercials on how cool it is to work at Amazon. About part of the reason they're running those is because it's a pretty tight employment market these days. Um, in, uh, in in the United States because the employment rate is at this, you know, historic low. And so Amazon is running those commercials to get people to work at Amazon, but also to sort of get over that hump of, hey, no matter what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Ocasio says, she's never worked here. And here's a bunch of, you know, uh, testimonials of people currently working here saying how awesome Amazon is, you know, and the whole thing. So that's, that's why they're doing it. Well... They're not doing that in France, where they're, they're, they are involved in some very real industrial action, as, as they call it. In, in France, a lot of Amazon workers, and I, you know what, maybe we can apply some cultural chauvinism here. But in, in America, a work week is 40 hours. And even though under Obamacare, if you work more than 30 then you're full-time. That's why a lot of people work 29 hours. So they have to have hour 30 approved or, you know, or whatever, right? But in America, a work week is 40 hours. It's 9 to 5, uh, plus, you know, not counting your lunch break and all that. 40 hours. People have thrown around the French work week and said, oh, you know, it's really about productivity. And uh, and uh, you should do, uh, you know, 30 hours actually. You're more productive during those 30 hours and you're not getting paid for the, your unproductive 10 hours a week. 
Well, okay, in reality, you're getting paid the same, but for less work and and uh, and all that. <clears throat> so, but in France, the the people who work in the Amazon warehouses now have the sympathies of the French Electrical Union. And I guess the IBEW, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, is is a national union. I don't know if they have ever done anything as a as a entity, as a mass. But in France, the electrical union has cut the electricity off to Amazon warehouses. Now here, that's called I I don't know what you call it. Uh, it's, I'm not going to say it's terrorism because that'd be worse than Hitler. You've got to be exaggerating. And everyone knows exaggerating is worse than Hitler. But in France, the electrical union shut off the power to the warehouses, knowing full well that the French government is not going to come in and mail chicken block them on that or wave around a warrant or a writ or anything because the, every French government, even right wing, uh, they have to have the unions on their side or they don't win. And right now you have... Uh, Emmanuel Macron, who's trying to reform the pension program, the national pension program, all your private industries, all that, they pay into the national pension. When you retire, your pension comes from the French government. He's trying to reform that and make the retirement age longer and all this. He He's not going to step in. So he's going to say Amazon uh, sucks to be vu on that one. But uh, So anyway, that's your French uh, Les Swamp watch. Watch du Les Swamp. Uh, back in just a minute, Corbin Carson is going to join us. Yes, it, there is a way for California's gun laws to get even more restrictive as uh, we race headlong towards a Supreme Court uh, showdown sometime around 2031. But uh, starting in a few days, the uh, the laws get a little more rigid. And uh, Corbin will join us with that right after this. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Is the Gary and Shannon Show live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app? Brian Suit filling in for Gary and Shannon. Uh, well, uh, yesterday Steve Gregory went to the Laugh Factory and the kids got did a, no. Um, so the U.S. ambassador to Zambia this is getting some traction today because the U.S. ambassador to Zambia denounced a 15-year sentence. For two men convicted of being a gay. And the homosexuality is illegal in Zambia. And that uh, that works exactly as that's as effective as you might expect. And so the Zambian government is under the impression that if you catch two men doing the homosexuality, that uh, 15 years in prison is a great place to rid them of that annoying habit. So anyway, they were... A, given a 15-year sentence, and the uh, American ambassador to Lusaka, and why do I know that? Because my sister-in-law and her family lived in Zambia for five years, and then it went politically wacky after uh, local workers killed a Chinese overlord at a, at a, a coal mine, and so now they, they live in Cape Town, South Africa. 
And so um, uh, Zambia has a pretty reactionary government and their real law and order and conservative values. The American ambassador uh, denounced the sentence and the Zambian government declared him persona non grata. Uh, persona au gratin, which is where you take the scalloped potatoes that you. So they they just they declared him persona au gratin, and that means that you have to remove that ambassador. Your other option is to shut down your embassy and bring everyone home. But but uh, you know, we we want diplomatic relations with Zambia, so off he goes. Um, here is a news story about that. The State Department is recalled the U.S. ambassador to the African nation of Zambia from the embassy there. And it has to do with the American diplomat, uh, with the American diplomats speaking out against the country's record on gay rights and speaking out against government corruption. CNN National Security reporter Kylie Atwood is here. She's been following this story. So, Kylie, what is really going on here? Because what did the ambassador say that set this in motion? Yeah, well, it's a little complex and a little confusing, but let's walk through what has happened over the last month or so. So Ambassador Foote came out and criticized the Zambian, Zambian government because they had put two men in jail for being gay, sentenced them to 15 years in prison. So he came out very critical of that mood, also criticized the Zambian government for corruption. And at that point, the Zambian president came out and essentially said that he no longer wanted Ambassador Foote in the country and said that he had made that known to the U.S. government. And there was a ton of pushback to Ambassador Foote from folks in Zambia because of his comments. So he came out with a statement in early December, basically saying that he was shocked by how critical folks had been. And I want to read you some of what he said in that statement. He said, quote, I was shocked at the venom and hate directed at me and my country largely in the name of, quote, Christian values by a small minority of Zambians. I thought perhaps incorrectly that Christianity meant trying to live with our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not qualified to sermonize, but I cannot imagine Jesus would have used bestiality comparisons or refer to his fellow human beings as dogs or worse than animals. That's worse than Hitler. So uh, anyway, off he goes. He's out of Zambia. And this is sort of the conundrum that I wind up debating with a lot of uh, American liberals, specifically ones who haven't been out of the United States, uh, about our moral outrage and where we should draw the moral line. And we shouldn't even have diplomatic relations with any country that jails people for being a gay. And I point out to them the lesson that I learned the hard way. And that is, it is really, really hard to go to another country and then tell them how to live. It's really hard. Uh, do you have the business to do that? If they want something from you, then you can say, sure. You want, we give Zambia $500 million in aid per year. But here's the problem. China is more than willing, and they already are on the ground in Zambia. They'll, they'll double that. Um, they have no problem with you imprisoning people that you that that you think uh, are aberrant. Um, I, I think you'll find that's how they do government in China. So that that you know, but before you get all West Hollywood and outraged that Zambia is so anti-gay, you know, um, then are you going to a gas station that doesn't serve up Saudi oil? Uh, do you do you have a no genital mutilation gas tank? I mean, the, the world is filled with objectionable things. The, the world objects to Americans having guns, right? There's that. 
Um, and so are you going to go to Burkina Faso and say, oh, by the way, let's tone it down on the general mutilation? You, you know, I just I think you have the moral standing to say, I disagree with it, and I'm not going to help you if you do that. But you're in their country. So, and that, by the way, for the fossil fuel uh, haters, here's how it plays. If you've never been to the third world, here's how it plays in Burkina Faso and Djibouti and Mali. Uh, when Bono gets off a plane and says, uh, and says, well, stop mining the coal. Won't, won't you be stopping with the coal there, matey, mateyo? Because you're, you're warming up the climate. The third world looks at you and your Gulf Stream and they say, whoa, 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 whoa. You crossed the finish line decades ago by burning coal and making electricity with that coal and then making cars with that electricity and having, you know, lighted operating rooms and delivery rooms and schools and all that. And uh, uh, now that we have discovered coal, you're saying, oh, no, 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 we crossed the finish line. Now you got to have solar. Sorry, you can't use that stuff you're standing on to make electricity so that you can have a lit delivery room or operating room because we've decided that since we got ours, you can't have yours. That's how that plays. And so when you get off the plane in Zambia and say, what, 15 years for being a gay? Should have read the briefing book. You know, so, so there's that. The, it, it is, it's a conundrum in Germany because the American ambassador to Germany, Richard Grinnell, is a Republican Trump nominee likes the penis he's gay and the germans don't know what the hell to do about this guy because he repeats trump talking points uh, but the germans are there's they're they're self-critical i mean to a point now where they're like well I, if i criticize this guy i'll be called homophobic i mean they they still you know will criticism but they make it really really clear okay this is not about the ambassador's you know, life mate or anything. Uh, they're so self-conscious about that. But Grinnell doesn't criticize German society. He criticizes German policy and all that. So, and so anyway, I mean, I don't know what this guy's marching orders were in Zambia, but he felt the need to comment on a what might seem to be a draconian uh, sentence for something that we know here in America. Uh, you're born that way. Um, I had a pair of gay ducks. I had Muscovy ducks. They were brothers. They were from the same clutch. They were hot for each other. They did that thing with each other, and it was unspeakable in front of an eight-year-old, but saved me a talk. Uh, we'll be back right after this. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Layla Muhammad with the news. I mean, and I, I'm here to tell you, 18-hour-old Mortons is better than five-minute-old Claim Jumper, which is gr- Claim Jumper. Really, don't get me wrong. Claim Jumper is great. But Morton's, 18 hours after it was made, it's still delicious. So, anyway. That is quite a, quite a review there. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I hope you had a good Christmas and a good uh, upcoming uh, New Year. And uh, you, you just get back to that walk-ons Independence Bowl. I know I am. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, sir. All right, Corbin. Um, talk to you soon. And we'll be back in just a minute. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Layla Muhammad for the news. K 
KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Smith filling in. Just to clarify what I'm saying, because because I I love Claim Jumper. Always have. Love it. Love Claim Jumper. All I'm saying is uh, it's that good. Claim Jumper's here. It's that good, right? But Morton's Steakhouse brought us food yesterday, and it's 18 hours old before I got my first pass at it. An 18-hour-old Morton's is still better than, and I'll just say this. Insert name of really, really good beef-serving restaurant here. I claim Jeopardy just comes to mind. Nothing personal. Yard House. How about that? There you go. Yard House. Better than Yard House. So, uh, you know who has the best cheesecake? Me Cheese in the Antelope Valley Mall. Me Cheese. It's uh, there. If you can, if, I, I, I need a clown that says, if you can beat this cheesecake, then eat it. But anyway, um, and let's cover this real quickly just to uh, get you up to speed. I-5 is still closed. So is the 58. So don't think that you're going to uh, do a right hook and go through to Hatchaby to get to Highway 99 or I-5 or get back to the grapevine because 58 is closed. And therefore, the three ways to get north from Los Angeles, only one of them is open. And guess what? It's backed up. And uh, it is now back to Thousand Oakies, um, and it's stop and go past Carpinteria, and it's just going to start in Santa Barbara. So anyway, if, uh, I'd say get a hotel and take off tomorrow morning. <clears throat> also, um, breaking news that we are following uh, Peyton Manning, retired uh, quarterback, future Hall of Famer, could throw right or left-handed because he's amphibious. I'm a kid at home. I'm going to pull it off of here. Yeah, you don't wear gloves? Or... Let me see that right hand. Okay. Are you right or left hand? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. Yeah, I could throw it. So you threw right hand and left hand. Yeah. It'd be my or no air. We are monitoring that story uh, as it develops. Uh, so, anyway, thanks, Kermit Carson, uh, talking to us about some of the new gun laws. Uh, you know, New Year, California, new gun laws, of course. So, the, the one that just jumps out at me, I, I need to expand on this. And this requires that I I use the term constitutional rights. I, I annoyed many, many people on Twitter yesterday because I pointed out that that prison labor that's being paid, in fact, is not slavery. Um, it, you can call it servitude, but servitude isn't slavery. And prison labor, because of the 13th Amendment, the Supreme Court says that paying prisoners to work is not slavery. So anyway, um, uh, uh, AB 1968, 1968, whatever, that's going to come into effect early in the first week of 2020, prohibits a person from owning a gun for life if they've been admitted into a health facility more than, uh, pardon me, admitted, they mean to say mental health facility, admitted into a mental health facility more than than once in a one-year period. So you heard that right. The state of California proposes to block your exercise of a constitutional right if you go into a mental health facility twice in a 365-day period. You have to be in an echo chamber to think that this would pass the first challenge. Current law, existing law, prohibits someone from owning a gun for five years if they were admitted due to a due to being a danger to themselves or others. 
This is often related to a mental health disorder. People who were also not guilty of the crime by reason of insanity cannot own a gun unless the court found that the person had recovered sanity. But this goes beyond that. Uh, A person who is admitted because they were either a danger to themselves or others would have a lifetime ban from owning a gun. That person would be able to request a court hearing to prove that they will be able to use a firearm safely, and they mean own, possess. The burden would fall on the DA to show strong evidence that the person in question would use a gun on themselves or others. Look, we give driver's licenses to people who have eight DUIs. And I have not heard anyone propose that you be banned in California from having a driver's license after your first DUI or or two in one year. Though you try that crap in Sweden and you ain't you ain't Volvoing anywhere if if you have a, a second DUI. I believe it's a first too. But um, but no, this is this is on the face of it. This is unconstitutional. And all any of you have, who have uh, voluntarily, by the way, that. That that means voluntary or court ordered. That if you have undergone mental health, uh, if you've been a, a inpatient at a mental health facility twice in a year, you will not be able to own a gun for the rest of your life in California. So this, like I say, this the, even the Ninth Circuit uh, would see on the face of it that this is unconstitutional from the get go. But people who have gone through mental health treatment, um, who come out vigorously and say. Uh, there shouldn't be a stigma on that. Uh, get your mental health cared for. Get it taken care of um, because the point is a lot of people don't do it because of the stigma. And now um, when you're 18 years old or you're 27 or whatever, you go into a mental health facility twice in a year, you can't have a gun for the rest of your life in California. So, no, there's just, there's just no way. Um, and then you always look back on, okay, well, what what are they reacting to? What would this have prevented? Uh, the other one um, that uh, it, buying more than one handgun a month to include semi-automatic rifles as well. If you don't know this, there's, of course, the waiting period in California. But um, you can't buy two handguns at the same time. You, you can only buy one per month. Um, so in a 30-day window, uh, why did they feel this was needed? Well, this is what um, the... Uh, wait, who is this? California. Anyway, <clears throat> while citing the November 2018 shooting at the borderline bar that left 12 dead, the Ventura County Board of Supervisors said SB 61, the uh, you can't buy more than one semi-automatic rifle per month, would prevent similar tragedies. What? I, I mean, that guy just needed one. I, I don't understand how, how post facto you point to borderline and you say somehow... Uh, if if the guy only needed thirty more days or something, it's it's ludicrous. They that's the only litmus test is would that have prevented the thing you're reacting to? And in the case of borderline, well, uh, no, no, it would not. And and Peyton Manning, uh, an update, still amphibious. Back right after this, it is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian suits filling in. I wonder what Steve Gregory did over the holidays. I've discovered more Mortons, and I'm really curious about the Laugh Factory's uh, outreach to the homeless. So uh, when we come back, uh, we won't. Be, I'm getting a nod, a, shake, a shaking of the head. We're not going to play it again. Uh, back right after this, KFI M640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Layla Muhammad with the news.
It is the Gary and Shannon Show, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Brian Suit filling in for Gary and Shannon. Uh, well, uh, yesterday, Steve Gregory went to the Laugh Factory and... The kids got... Did a, no, I was already... Um, so the U.S. ambassador to Zambia, this is getting some traction today because the U.S. ambassador to Zambia denounced a 15-year sentence for two men convicted of being a gay. And the homosexuality is illegal in Zambia, and that, uh, that works exactly as, that's as effective as you might expect. And so the Zambian government is under the impression that if you catch two men doing the homosexuality, that uh, 15 years in prison is a great place to rid them of that annoying habit. So anyway, they were given a 15-year sentence, and the uh, American ambassador to Lusaka, and why do I know that? Because my sister-in-law and her family lived in Zambia for five years, and then it went politically wacky after uh, local workers killed a Chinese overlord at a, at a, a coal mine. And so now they, they live in Cape Town, South Africa. And so um, uh, Zambia has a pretty reactionary government and their real law and order and conservative values. The American ambassador uh, denounced the sentence and the Zambian government declared him persona non grata, uh, persona au gratin, which is where you take the scalloped potatoes that you – so they they just they declared him persona al gratin, and that means that you have to remove that ambassador. Your other option is to shut down your embassy and bring everyone home. But but uh, you know we we want diplomatic relations with Zambia, so off he goes. Um, here is a news story about that. The State Department is recalled. The U.S. ambassador to the African nation of Zambia from the embassy there, and it has to do with the American diplomat, uh, with the American diplomats speaking out against the country's record on gay rights and speaking out against government corruption. CNN national security reporter Kylie Atwood is here. She's been following this story. So, Kylie, what is really going on here? Because what did the ambassador say that set this in motion? Yeah, well, it's a little complex and a little confusing, but let's walk through what has happened over the last month or so. So Ambassador Foote came out and criticized the Zambian, Zambian government because they had put two men in jail for being gay, sentenced them to 15 years in prison. So he came out very critical of that move, also criticized the Zambian government for corruption. And at that point, the Zambian president came out and essentially said that he no longer wanted Ambassador Foote in the country and said that he had made that known to the U.S. government. And there was a ton of pushback to Ambassador Foote from folks in Zambia because of his comments. So he came out with a statement in early December, basically saying that he was shocked by how critical folks had been. And I want to read you some of what he said in that statement. He said, quote, I was shocked at the venom and hate directed at me and my country largely in the name of, quote, Christian values by a small minority of Zambians. I thought, perhaps incorrectly, that Christianity meant trying to live with our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not qualified to sermonize, but I cannot imagine Jesus would have used bestiality comparisons or refer to his fellow human beings as dogs or worse than animals. That's worse than Hitler. So uh, anyway, off he goes. He's out of Zambia. And th- this is sort of the conundrum that I wind up debating with a lot of 
uh, American liberals, specifically ones who haven't been out of the United States, uh, about our moral outrage and where we should draw the moral line. And we shouldn't even have diplomatic relations with any country that jails people for being a gay. And I point out to them the lesson that I learned the hard way. And that is it is really, really hard to go to another country and then tell them how to live. It's really hard. Uh, Do you have the business to do that? If they want something from you, then you can say, sure. You want we give Zambia five hundred million dollars in aid per year. But here's the problem. China is more than willing, and they already are on the ground in Zambia. They'll they'll double that. Um, they have no problem with you imprisoning people that you that that you think uh, are aberrant. Um, I, I think you'll find that's how they do government in China. So that that you know, but before you get all West Hollywood and outrage that Zambia is so anti-gay, you know, um, then are you going to a gas station that doesn't serve up Saudi oil? Uh, do you do you have a no genital mutilation gas tank? I mean, the, the world is filled with objectionable things. The, the world objects to Americans having guns, right? There's that. Um, and so are you going to go to Burkina Faso and say, oh, by the way, let's tone it down on the general mutilation? You, you know, I just – I think you have the moral standing to say, I disagree with it, and I'm not going to help you if you do that. But you're in their country. So – and that, by the way, for the fossil fuel uh, haters – Here's how it plays. If you've never been to the third world, here's how it plays in Burkina Faso and Djibouti and Mali. Uh, when Bono gets off a plane and says, uh, "and says, well, stop mining the coal. Won't, won't you be stopping with the coal there, matey, matey-o? Because you're, you're warming up the climate. The third world looks at you and your Gulf Stream and they say, whoa, 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 whoa. You crossed the finish line decades ago by burning coal. And making electricity with that coal and then making cars with that electricity and having, you know, lighted operating rooms and delivery rooms and schools and all that. And uh, uh, now that we have discovered coal, you're saying, oh, no, 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 we crossed the finish line. Now you got to have solar. Sorry, you can't use that stuff you're standing on to make electricity so that you can have a lit delivery room or operating room because we've decided that since we got ours, you can't have yours. That's how that plays. And so when you get off the plane in Zambia and say, what, 15 years for being a gay? Should have read the briefing book. You know, so, so there's that. The, it, it is, it's a conundrum in Germany because the American ambassador to Germany, Richard Grinnell, is a Republican Trump nominee likes the penis he's gay and the germans don't know what the hell to do about this guy because he repeats trump talking points Uh, but the germans are they're 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 self-critical i mean to a point now where they're like well if i criticize this guy i'll be called homophobic i mean they they still you know will criticism but they make it really really clear okay this is not about the ambassador's you know, life mate or anything. Uh, they're so self-conscious about that. But Grinnell doesn't criticize German society. He criticizes German policy and all that. So, and so anyway, I mean, I don't know what this guy's marching orders were in Zambia, but he felt the need to comment on a what might seem to be a draconian uh, sentence for something that we know here in America. Uh, you're born that way. 
Um, I had a pair of gay ducks. I had Muscovy ducks. They were brothers. They were from the same clutch. They were hot for each other. They did that thing with each other, and it was unspeakable in front of an eight-year-old. But saved me a talk. Uh, we'll be back right after this. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Layla Muhammad with the news. KFI AM 640, the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. Harvey Levin is in for John Ken today and Tamari. He'll be in here in just a minute. I-5 still closed. If you're standing by, sitting around Santa Clarita, waiting to drive back to the Bay Area, or you're sitting in Grapevine, enjoying some amazing values at the outlet malls, wondering when you're going to be able to come home to L.A., uh, we we not know. We don't, we don't have a heads up on that. They're not giving us an estimate, but... Uh, the, the 58. If you're if you're thinking you're gonna you're gonna take Merle Haggard Avenue past Buck Owens Boulevard and get on the 58 in Bakersfield, you ain't because uh, you can you can't even make it to Tehachapi. I, I have some advice if you could make it to Tehachapi, but uh, where to hang out? But uh, you don't. So that is closed. The 101 is your only alternative, and uh, it is pretty packed. Wow, it's gotten really bad now. So um, if you're thinking that. Uh, that you're really clever and you're, you're going to take the 101 back and then double back to the I-5. Well, you need a checkup from the neck up because your thinking's been stinking. So there you go. But uh, I can't think of a better place a day after Christmas in Santa Barbara. Wouldn't that be lovely? So uh, keep keep it here and we will give you uh, the, the word when that closes. And then I just – I didn't know this part – um uh the so i guess yeah north northbound 10 because of the spun out trucks at the top of the Cajon pass uh they're having a problem there and uh, though i'm seeing though though Layla Muhammad i'm i'm google maps says it's open now are we saying uh, northbound i15 uh, is still closed at Cajon let me double check pass. on that let me Go, check i don't know what Waze says but Google Maps says it's open northbound. I can't – you know that Amy King is the default voice on Waves? On Waze, not Waves, the Waze app? If you don't change the voice to like Schwarzenegger or whatever, she's the default voice on uh, on Waze. But, uh, and she would say 15 open, 15 open, something like that. But uh, so anyway – that we'll give you a heads up. We'll we'll, we'll uh, this is this is a big deal, and then I have it on good authority that it is still snowing in the Antelope Valley, and uh, the deal is it's hovering just above freezing though, so it's not it's not going to stick. It's melting when it hits, but it's still accumulating uh, up there. <clears throat> well, the Twitter war that started early this morning uh, seems to have uh, hit a an impasse. The um, the president tweeting earlier this morning, quote, Nancy Pelosi's district in California has rapidly become one of the worst anywhere in the U.S. when it comes to homeless and crime. It has gotten so bad so fast she has lost total control. And along with her equally incompetent governor, Gavin Newsom, it is a very sad sight, exclamation point. And then he had a follow up to that. Anyway, Gavin responded. I imagine Trump's Christmas to be like that scene where the Grinch yells, I'm an idiot, and the Echo yells back, you're an idiot. So he sick burn, Gav. Gav, bro. Uh, Also up in the uh, Bay Area, a man hiking the hillside trail at Muir Woods, struck and killed by a redwood tree that fell without warning. I wonder how big it was. It had to be pretty big. So imagine that. Imagine the fate in that. Redwood tree 
hundreds of years, been, been growing for hundreds of years. And on the day that you decide you want to go for a hike, that's the day this centuries-old Redwood says, I feel like falling the F over. And it does so right on top of you. 28-year-old Subradeep Dutta was hiking the dirt trail with two companions when the tree toppled over onto him. Name was released uh, this morning by the Marin County Sheriff's Office. He was, quote, completely pinned by the trunk of the tree, according to a National Park Service spokesperson. Bystanders notified park rangers who activated an emergency response system. Uh, first responders were called to the scene. Um, but the uh, the victim, a resident of Edina, Minnesota, was found unconscious and lifeless, which I know you're saying that's redundant. <laughs> conscious but lifeless. Um, anyway, unconscious and lifeless when emergency personnel arrived. That's that's almost like, uh, y- you know, when you can use when you can throw a ball with your left or your right hand. Um, I forgot what that's called. Let's let's go to Peyton Manning on ESPN yesterday. What is that called when you can throw with your right or left? I'm going to pull it off of here. Yeah, you don't wear gloves? Or... Let me see that right hand. Okay. Are you right or left handed? Uh, uh, I was amphibious. Yeah, I could throw it. So you threw right hand or left handed? Yeah. It'd be my own. Yeah, right so he, I remember when he was on the injured reserve when he broke his uh, his right flipper. So he's amphibious is what he is. Um, also in the Bay Area, just we've frankly run out of homeless L.A. news because we've uh, – Beating it to death every single day because it just keeps coming. Um, how about homeless yoga? And so I'm going to – because nothing is original in L.A. No one – the sort of conceit that we all know is that we copy best stuff from everywhere else and we claim it's ours. Well, they're doing homeless yoga in the Tenderloin in San Francisco. Uh, for much of the past year, Tim Long has crawled out of his sleeping bag in whatever position he wants uh, as he hunkers down from the night before and headed to one spot in the Tenderloin, not a soup kitchen – not a welfare office, Long, 59, goes to this one spot for yoga and acupuncture and 12-step addiction recovery meetings. He sometimes gets lunch there, but that's not why Tim Long and nearly 200 other homeless and poor come to the Healing Well in San Francisco every month. So now he can get in his sleeping bag in the downward dog, I guess. Um, I, I'm good. I'm glad about the 12-step. I hope I hope it's like a thing where it's a requirement that you, you get to do the yoga if you do the 12-step recovery. Um, however, the recidivism rate amongst addicts is depressingly high. Uh, so um, that's part of the problem. It's it, it, when, when people say, well, uh, it, it's a medical or a mental health thing. I'll buy the mental health thing because of mental health problems. Uh, you're, you're more uh, inclined to be to have an addiction problem and the whole thing. I, I get that part. And so to, to solve that. Uh, first of all, um, either gather them all in one town, but then make them go through mental health screening uh, or stop paying for it. So here in L.A., we decided to do um, the, the one thing, try to attract all the homeless in America here because we pay for you to be homeless and give you a free tent. But then we don't require anything of you to, like, try to get better uh, and all that. Uh, all right. I'll be back tomorrow and then filling in for Gary and Shannon next week. And... Uh, I I'm not sure I'm not going to telegraph this, but if I, if the right if the critical mass amount of friends come in for the Rose Bowl, I might have the flu on Wednesday. So pray for me. Thoughts and prayers, uh, you guys. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I look. Don't I, Layla Muhammad? Don't I look, I look kind of sick? Don't I? <laughs>
No, you look fine. Uh, answering your question about the Cajon Pass, uh, so Jay Olin's telling me the northbound lanes are still shut down. He, uh, he believes the southbound lanes are open with escorts. Oh. so But don't I look like I might be you, sick next, next Wednesday? Oh, week I can't predict what I will mean, happen. Don't I look Wednesday. like in seven days I'm going to be have a, I'm gonna have a coughing fit? You might. Don't wish that on yourself, though. That would be horrible if oh, you did. Then you're like, oh, I spoke this into existence. Like, speak something like, hey, I'm going to hit the lottery by Wednesday. Well, Say that. I'm, I'm guessing three or four hours of Rose Bowl therapy would uh, would, would help as I hang out with my cousins, <laughs> the drunken ducks. Oh, no. So uh, that's that's what the doctor said. Um, all right. See you tomorrow, LM. And Har- Harvey Levin is uh, in next for John and Ken. And uh, Brian Suits out for the Gary and Shannon Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven, because it hasn't. Gary and Shannon.